All right, party people. It is Steve Maeda. This is the Sexual Life Podcast. And today we have featured ardently an amazing, amazing seduction coach. I, I don't even know how to categorize her, man. You can't even put this girl in a box. But uh, you can check her out. Google her, man. You'll find out all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, you can find her at ardenlee.typepad.com. Or you can also buy her book, um, The New Rules of Attraction by Arden Lee. Basically, if you are a woman and you are sick of dating douchebags or you can't meet the right man or whatever, she is the resource for it. And, and amazing, man. This podcast, you get a true, true spectrum of how really awesome she is. But also what this podcast is for is it's also to feature the sexual life and the sexuallife.com, which is basically promoting a lifestyle, which is how to be social, how to be sexual, how to be yourself and live the best possible life you can have. I don't give a shit who you are, what your experience is. That is it. And it's also to feature the mastermind and total immersion groups. You'll hear some of those guys on the calls. But those two programs are basically geared so that if you want to get better with women, live the boss best possible sexual life that you can have to interact with people to uh, be social to be sexual to have the best social networks all that fun stuff that's what it's there for so check out the sexuallife.com and enjoy this podcast ardently ladies and gentlemen my name is Steve Maeda, and this is the Sexual Life Podcast, and I'm pretty, pretty fucking excited because I have, I have a guest on, and, you know, I have guests on, and people are into them, but I have a guest on, and I basically started, I heard about her through my buddy Jeff, who lives in New York, and, I, and he's commented on your blog, actually, this is a funny thing, is, because uh, I was reading over your blog, and I saw him, and it's got to be him, but um, he was like, dude, you... <laughs> got to read this girl's book you've got to read it and um he was just really intense on it uh, really intent on it and normally jeff is like a really solid guy so i kind of listened to whatever he said so then i started to check it out i hit her up on facebook and you have a book out as well as a badass blog because a lot of my guys are now reading your blog um but this is arden lee and she is on with us for the next i guess however long we can keep her on the line um so what's up (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm just hanging out, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about tonight. So um, basically, let me just say what the whole sexual life podcast thing is: is it is here because to showcase a few things. Number one, that I believe you know sexuality is like an awesome thing and and all that fun stuff. But it also it's has a necessity. To, yeah, it's a necessity, and it's a part of life, man. And it's a beautiful fucking thing. And if I know that when how my sex life is enacted affects my entire life. So we have people on here about like health and all this sort of stuff and all, all sorts of crazy different things. But with yourself, you're actually in the seduction community, which is really really cool but uh last week we had a guy on about like diet and fitness and um it would just have a whole bunch of stuff and then also it's to showcase hey ben can you put it on mute please please um but also it's to showcase that uh you know different groups i have like i have a total immersion group and a mastermind group if you go to the sexuallife.com you can check all that stuff out the site is actually still kind of being built and if you want to check out the guy who built the site, awesomedynamic.com. If you need a website, go to that guy. But um, the Mastermind of Total Immersion groups are just these awesome online groups. And if you want to get better at meeting women and talking and all that sort of stuff you, and being sexual, not just being an attention-getting guy, being a sexual person, awesome shit. So um, basically, 
let's start this sucker off. Arden, basically, I started checking out your blog, and I started talking to some of my friends who are on my programs about your blog, and I... I'm not the quickest reader. You know, I'm like a guy and kind of stupid and just like to listen to shit or whatever. But, dude, man, you talk about some... handicap principle, you just call yourself stupid on your own radio show. Oh, yeah, dude. handicap principle, by the way. Oh, whatever, whatever, man. I mean, I I don't like reading a lot, but I actually bought your book on on Kindle form, and, uh, and I've been looking at it slowly, and... And uh, your blog is fucking crazy because you talk about all these, like, nutsball, like, concepts that most people don't get. And what I like about it is that it's like a – because all guys in this in this community of the dating and seduction community want to know what a woman's perspective is. And my – I guess my first question is how – do you how how did you get this insight on man woman dynamics? Like, oh man, well I start off by saying that um, in terms of getting a woman's perspective, I may be a faulty test case <laughs> because I tend to think a lot more like men than I do like women. I find I I relate to men a lot better, and um, in general, I think just my thought patterns uh, mirror men much more than they do women, and so. Uh, I think that might be why uh, a lot of men dig my material. And, you know, the best compliment that I ever ever get, and I've gotten this several times, but it's it's the thing that makes me feel like a million bucks, is that a guy will come up to me and say, hey, my girlfriend started reading your blog or my girlfriend started, you know, bought your book, and my relationship got so much better. (laughs) So I think... I think the reason that my material is um, is effective is that I do understand how a lot of men think and what's going to appeal to them and definitely what does not appeal them. And it's weird. I sometimes will get resistance from women who are still these sort of limiting belief thought patterns of like, well, that's it's, it's, it's basically the female equivalent of, I'm sure you coach some guys or you run into guys who are like, well, why should I have to pay for dinner? That's not okay. Like, it's not fair. And most of the, the pickup coaches who are successful come back and say, well, it's not fair, but it is the way the world is. So do you want to, you know, sit there and whine or do you want to do the things that you need to do to go and have a successful love life? So I hear things like that from women all the time about, well, why should I have to do this or that? Or you should just do this or that. And I'm like, okay, you can sit there and think that is it working for you probably mm-hmm. not because you're coming to see me <laughs> yeah. so it really is about about expanding expanding your mind and expanding your limited beliefs and really getting into figuring out the way that a guy's mind works and not doing i mean there are, obviously there are things that you can do but more more often, I run into women just doing the things that they should not do. <laughs> okay. So, and that's why I'm like, oh, God, this is why the world needs me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, that's like the, the initial question that I usually ask everybody is like, what, what, like, what is the main message that you have? Like, if everybody had to hear, you know, your whole thing, like, what, what is that? Sure. I think that 
most of the material that's out there these days, uh, much of it, you know, if you're talking about the popular women's relationship books that are out there, most of them were written in the early to mid-90s. There aren't a lot of things that are out there that have been published recently. And women who wrote them were very, I'm sure they were very smart and very well-meaning and at the time. Uh, but they're all in their 50s and 60s now. And I really don't trust them to know how boys of my generation act. So I really think that the reason that my message is important is that it's current. And you're, there are a lot of women out there who have been dishing advice for 20, 30 years, and it's just a little bit outdated now. So, you know, you, you get women who don't really understand, you know, how Twitter and Facebook work. Or, I mean, God, Twitter and Facebook, social media has changed the way that we interact with one another exponentially, you know? And things like text messaging and whatever, you know, it's funny. Whenever I'm, like, dating an older guy, they'll call me on the phone all the time. And whenever I'm dating a guy who's you know, in his early to mid-20s, you know, it's all text messaging. So <laughs> they, they need to figure those things out. And they, there's just a lot of cultural things, a lot of um, sort of patterns across the board with guys my age that really don't apply to guys who are now in their 40s and 50s nearly as much as, you know, uh, as it used to. The guys are, are really different now today than they were 30 years ago. And it's important to uh, to address that and to figure out how to navigate the ever-changing territory. So that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, I'll say a, a couple of things. Is First off, you said you like think more like a guy, and I don't know if you grew up that way or whatever, but here's here's what I noticed, man. Here's one of the benefits of pickup, and I've been doing it for six years, and, you know, man, I, like, shit gets old after a while, and so... I like to promote, like, a much more diverse message of things and, like, saying, like, hey, dude, you know, there's so much to, like, this thing that that I'll call the sexual life. But the more I have sex with women and the more I've had just different sexual encounters, relationships, even if it's just, like, heavy sexual activity or whatever, and then there's times where I don't have sex at all, but... The more I'm, like, in touch with that sense of sexuality, the more I start thinking like a woman. And I'm wondering... Right. Yeah, dude, totally. Like, I'm starting... I'm, I'm, like, going, like, man, I'm not going to go talk to that chick because that's disrespecting my sexuality. Or, like, you know, I start thinking stuff like... Dude, it's so fucking... It's crazy, man. I'm, like, so like a woman in, in the sense... It, it makes me really appreciate it because I, I don't know about you, but for how I got involved in this stuff was like, look, I like sex and I was a pretty chaotic dude. And actually, to be honest, personally, I had a lot of resentments about women and sexuality and like all sorts of fucking crazy shit, right? And I didn't grow up mm-hmm. in the best household. Who did? And um, yeah, like my first girlfriend, she was kidnapped and sexually assaulted and just kind of like fucked my perspective. Holy shit. It, it was wow. just a weird thing, you know? Right? So I, when I started having sex with people, like all this crazy shit came out. And it's shit that you write about. This is what's so cool. And I'm excited to actually complete your book, even though I'm a slow reader. But I just got it yesterday, <laughs> two days ago. But, um, but anyway, um, you write about these concepts that come out in the mind. And you even say, like, hey, women, you know, if you're jealous about something, that's a badass article. You know, don't be on a guy's nuts so bad. You know, because it will, it will, you know, eventually push them away in some sort of ways. And man, sexuality and the whole my experience in the pickup community has opened up so many doors for me to understand people, to realize that my philosophy is like, hey, look, sex is about exchange. 
It's about self-exploration. And actually, like, I have this little concept where it's like, man, self-expression, be who you are, find out who your identity is, then explore who you are, then accept who you are, and then you can move into these elements of self-love and exchange with people on higher levels and in in all sorts of ways. I mean, even if you are trying to pick up drunk chicks at a bar. But um, it's like you should be respected. You know, the pickup community, it runs the gamut. I've seen guys with, it's all about your intention, you know? I've, I've seen noble and I've seen sleazy and everything in between. So people try and get the pickup community in these broad strokes. And I'm like, well, no, that's not really true. I see guys who are in great relationships, who treat their girlfriends really well, and who are like, yeah, I would never have been able to get this woman to be my girlfriend before I learned pickup. And I've seen guys who go out and, you know, but gosh, I've seen guys who go out who are not pickup artists who are total sleaze balls, you know? So, oh, of course. Like, it, it doesn't really, pickup's not going to make, pickup is not going to change your character, you know? Like, it's not going to change what you want in your life. Like, a guy is either, he's going to be a sleaze ball regardless of pickup or not. And the guy has good intentions and is going to, um, you know, uh, uh, to treat women well and to be ethical about his involvement is not going to change that either. So, and I always tell women, they're like, oh, the pickup community, they're so bad, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, if you really do think that, like, uh, you're going to get duped, you know, into falling for some guy or having sex with some guy who's, you know, trying shit on you or, or whatever, you know, like, um, trust your own judgment of character, you know, like, pickup can't change who a person is, it's just giving him a skill set, yeah. so, you know, I, I said something pretty controversial on that blog entry, I said, like, something like, you know, let's face it, all the, all the women who are pissed off about the pickup community are just, like, they're just pissed about it because they don't want to have to sit through a bunch of bad openers on some ugly girl warm-up set. <laughs> Terrence says is he's like it's like a knife you know a knife can be used to cut bread or whatever or or do we use knives every day but if you hate people a knife will be used as a weapon you know and if you hate women or if you hate yourself like pickup is a very easy way to kind of fuck shit up more um but it's also I mean it's such man connecting with people like socializing and sexuality are fucking organic you know, ways of communication. I have a girl that I work with, Janelle, who couldn't be on this call. I wish she was. But um, she says, like, you know, seduction and uh, uh, socializing are organic things, man. They're things which are just, like, we have to do them. No matter what culture we're in and what culture we're defined by, we have to do them. But the rules for them are all man-made. And the rules are the things which cause all the guilt, the shame, the, like, chaos and confusion. And, like, I'll tell you what, dude. This is actually a crazy story. So I, I, uh, 
I mean, talk about things that affect your life. Like recently uh, in Austin, like Easter, I haven't always been like really tight with my family. And so I went out with a couple of my friends who aren't Christian to a strip club for Easter, which happens quite a bit. And right is like we were leaving, man. We, we were leaving. We must have walked by the guy. This dude came in, robbed the place. One of the cab drivers in the doorway struggled with him and got shot and killed. And it was like this fucked up thing. And, the, you know, like, it, it was just crazy, man. And so the past couple of days, my mind has been in yeah, like this yeah. kind of, like, weird spin. And I didn't know the cab driver too well. And, you know, he's a really nice guy. But, like, a lot of my friends who worked at that club uh, were all talking about it and stuff. But, man, what happened was is it just started making me think about all this crazy shit. Because actually when my, my fr- when I was 18, like, I went out with this girl and uh, she worked at a gas station. I went across the street and the guys that were there when I went across the street robbed the place. And it just set my mind in this, like, coulda, woulda, shoulda, like, fucked up thing. I, like, just been, like, really angry and chaotic and all this sort of stuff. But it triggers certain things and even with how I express myself and lifestyle and and all that sort of stuff. And when it comes down to uh, like pickup or or heavy social activity or heavy sexual activity, we start thinking of these rules of how shit's supposed to be. And when it really comes down to it, my experiences, which may have been good, bad, fucked up, whatever, are all dependent on my perspective. And in order for me to be... Yeah, in order for me to be at peace with those things, I need to be, like, myself in that zone. And when we're communicating sexually with somebody, especially, like, if I'm kissing somebody, if I'm inside somebody, if we're, you know, just fucking, if we're making love or any of those things, if you are... You have to pay attention to the feelings of that, you know. And this is how I become more like a woman, right? <laughs> you have to get in that zone where it's like I can appreciate what comes out of myself and get to know that language of myself and feel all that and be in that in that moment essentially and go through the the crazy confusion and chaos because that then unfolds the beauty of the human experience that I believe like seduction and all that shit brings us and um, that's actually again why I like the female edge to a lot of your writing even though you're writing for women I think you like have a big male following uh, because you're kind of talking about that stuff whereas guys it's all like let's fuck this chick and don't get me wrong I like talking about let's fuck this chick, but there's there's an element of self exploration which is huge that comes out of just interacting with more people, let alone having sex with more people. So yeah, you you do sound pretty girly. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, actually, but you know that's that's like chick crack though. You know, like uh, you ever you ever see this? Uh, oh gosh, what's it called? It was some ebook I think called either Sexual Keys or the Sexual Key, and it was all about using your words to communicate with women. And um, you know, they eat that shit up. <laughs> you know, like words. Basically, words are to women what visuals are to guys in most cases. You know, so uh, so yeah, it reminds me, and I'm sure that your ability to speak that way uh, really helps. It It helps me trick and manipulate women across the world. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Hey, so so I I have a few questions myself. um, Go for it. I'm just kind of curious about. And this is actually, any woman I meet, I will ask you this, but what is it that you're attracted to? 
What is it that I'm yeah, attracted it, it, to? What is it that you're attracted to, and what kind of defines that? Um, see, what I'm attracted to is so specific, and this is basically why I had to learn seduction, is because, you know, uh, the boys like that that I'm attracted to are rather few and far between, and uh, so it's really necessary that, like, like the, the, the guy that... The guy that I'm attracted to, the, the odds of him coming up and approaching me are pretty slim. So I have to really develop my own strategy to go up and approach the guys that I want. Because the guys that I'm attracted to are from Edward Scissorhands to Nikki Six. So <laughs> your average guy who's trying to pick me up at a bar, it's like, I, I don't know what to say to them. I'm going to be like, I'm really sorry, man. I, I hope I get over my goth boy phase just as much as you do. <laughs> like, but for right now, I just like, this is what I go for. And I, I can't fake it with anyone else. And uh, so when you ask me what I find attractive, it, it's not going to be all that helpful for all of your guys' listeners, on, on, unfortunately. Because I'm going to tell them all to wear eyeliner and dye their hair jet black and wear really skinny jeans. <laughs> but I think there it's well, and you write about this. But there's the kind of checklist of what you're attracted to, and then there's the actual, like, you know, chemistry and like hormonal stuff that 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 uh, you know builds attraction and that sort of stuff. And then also, even I know for myself, you know, I can be attracted. To, you know, I'll be like, I only like, I don't like white girls. And then like, I'll meet a white chick, and I'll be like, oh well, you know, there's an exception. So I come up with like a whole bunch of checklists and my head too but it, it ultimately what that shows me is like what truly the concept of attraction is and then like actually right right I, what what actually I want to ask you like when you were talking about that is I have tons of girlfriends and they uh-huh. all date guys like why why does this phenomenon happen I ask them all the time but I think you'll give me a better answer but like why is it that girls will date guys for bad sex or like bad social status and like you know this is why everybody needs your book and needs like to hear your message is because like girls are out there having bad sex because guys don't know how to give good sex and women then don't know how to be like women and then they start being more like Oprah and Cosmo and then thinking that there's some (laughs) stupid fucking rule guideline of the rules right you know for Uh, how they're supposed to don't get me started on the rules they're not actually talking about that but it's almost like a lot of the times like I'll meet these crazy bitches and they'll, they'll be like They'll be like, I just bought a dress and I started taking my meds. I'm a lady and you need to, you know. But then there's these other girls I know who are really like women. Like I know uh, numerous of them and I'm 34 and if I meet a girl that's like in that age range of 27 to basically 34, there's a certain Uh maturity level that usually comes around it. And I'll meet these girls that are in their 30s and they're still like partying like crazy and there's nothing wrong with partying if that's truly your persona but they're doing it to like search for something and you know they're just hooking up with all these guys and I'll be like man you are I'll tell them I'll be like what the fuck is wrong with you like you're you're like hot you like make me consider 
you know, I, I mean, you may or may not like me. I don't, I don't know what the fuck the deal is, but I like have a life, you know, with like cool shit. And I would actually consider dating somebody like you. But as soon as I get a window of your habits and your life and, and your actual sex life, you're like disgusting to me. And that's what I think is is sad about a, a, a lot of the American culture of women is that they don't have a good presentation of, you know, what their potential is or a good concept of, I guess, what a modern woman is. So what is a... What's I'm sorry. A, I mean, I think, you know, we can address this sort of age-old discussion of the double standard about, you know, oh, a guy can go out and sleep with all kinds of women and that, that's cool, but a woman can't go out with a whole ton of men. Um, obviously, that's not necessarily fair, but I do think that what's really important in that discussion is whether the woman has agency over what she's doing or not. And you see a lot of women, I do anyway, who go out and they party and they get drunk and they're known as being kind of easy. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I can have her, my friend has her, whatever, blah, blah, which that's really not okay. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, it's not a lifestyle that I choose to live. Um, the difference with me is that I like sex, I like having sex a lot, but I'm very choosy about who I have sex with. That doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of sex, but if I'm going to have sex, it's not because some dude got me drunk and talked me into it some night when I was, you know, tipsy or whatever. And, and I think the reason that I've been branded a lot of things, I've been called a lot of names, but slut has never been one of them. And I think it's because I have so much control over my sexuality, and I'm not afraid to tell people no. And when I do have sex with someone, it's all about the fact that they're someone that I really want to have sex with, that I wasn't just sort of cajoled or persuaded into it. Um, but let me ask you, I mean, let's get let's kind of a controversial here. Since you are a pickup artist, and you go out and you, I, I don't know exactly, uh, you, you know, I don't know your numbers or anything like that. I don't know whether you're someone who's for the one girlfriend or whether you're just have a good time or both, depending on who you meet. But the pickup artists in general are strategizing on how to have sex with more women. Do you think it's kind of hypocritical to complain about women who have had sex with a lot of men? No, I'm, I'm not. You're all, up, you're all out there fucking them. No, <laughs> you know? I'm not complaining really about that. I think, no, no, that, that's definitely not what I'm trying to say. I think it's okay for women to screw men. I think it's not okay when women, like, disrespect themselves by sleeping with people. So that's okay, more what well, I mean. Okay, well, here's a question. What's the difference for you? When, when does disrespect for themselves come into the equation? When they're, like, absolutely confused by it and they want something or they don't really know what they want but they think they know what they want. And I believe uh -huh. me, dude, I've had the same dynamic. That's, again, why I'm bringing it up. Um, and, and I'll go over what I see from them, then I'll go over what happens with me. But like, I, I might go like, or, or they might tell me that like, man, Steve, I like hooked up with this guy, and then he just like used me. I met him at a bar, and I was really drunk, and yada yada yada. And uh, you know, he like then their viewpoint of their sexuality is all fucked up. Like they think right. they can't have good. Yeah, sex. no, you're right. That's definitely where agency comes into play. So where it's like, how much of this is a choice that you're making consciously? And how much is it, of it is something that you're just like, oh, well, this might be a good idea, or it's not, and blah, blah, And frankly, that's why I have seduction. Yeah. I can, I want to walk into a room and know which guy I want to have sex with. And this is why I'm so, you know, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, what was that? Mm -mm. Keep talking. I was oh, okay. I heard 
some sort of feedback on the line. I didn't know who it was. Oh, sorry. Um, but basically, this is why I'm so adamant about adoption and also why, frustratingly enough, I'm really immune to pickup. And I'm not saying that pickup doesn't work because there's clearly a lot of women out there and a lot of guys out there who are very successful with women who are in the pickup scene. But I'm kind of immune to it because I'm so specific about the things that I want. And it's very hard to persuade me into having sex with someone that I haven't already sized up in five to ten seconds. So if someone wanted to pick me up, I mean, then go pick up a guitar, join a good band, dye your hair, and get some good ink. You know? and in that case, I'm totally on board. You know, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, going back to your main point, um, yeah, that's why I think seduction is critical because I think we as women do have to find what we want and not sort of get pulled around one way or the other. And in terms of like, oh, I met this guy at a bar and I got a little drunk and he took me home and now he's not calling me. Well, you know, I, I get into that part of my book a little later at the end of, uh, uh, the end of part four. So I'm sure you'll get to that point. But basically, you really need to make sure that um, when you do have sex with a guy, that you've already set your hooks and that he's already talking for non-sexual reasons. Because otherwise, of course the guy, if you're hot, of course the guy is going to be like, oh, she's hot, of course I want to take her home. But he doesn't know yet at that point that you're also someone not only hot, but would make a good girlfriend and would, you know, bring some sort of value and pleasure to his life that he's sort of going to miss out on if he just fucks you and ditches you. So you need to have that time established where you can know that that guy is with you for the right reasons. You have to start looking for signs of non-sexual investment. So, you know, for a guy who's just going to want to take home for a night or where he's not really going to be interested in, um, you know, uh, what you like to do or your passions or where you grew up or blah, blah, blah. Or if he's smooth, he'll ask the right questions, but you can kind of tell that he's just saying what he knows he needs to say. So you really have to look for those signs before you sleep with a guy because otherwise you can be seen as just a good way to spend time. You have to make sure that he likes you for a lot more than sex before you go ahead and sleep with him. Dude, you know what's crazy is the man. My uh, so my my girlfriends who uh, like will have sex or go through periods where they have a lot of sex and they're just totally okay with it. Like they don't have uh-huh. like issues with it or whatever. I remember, man, talking to one of them and we talked about so many things. And, and seduction is totally a woman's game. Like if it were up to men, if the rules were really defined by men, we'd just be going out cavemanning chicks and, like, all this sort of stuff, you know? And so men are trying to, we're actually, like, like pickup's all about value. Pickup's all about getting attention, for one. It's not really about seduction. Like, seduction is actually, in a lot of ways, humbling yourself towards women, but through being a man, you know? And so we're actually playing your game or trying to learn all this stuff. Why? I mean, we're talking about value and being dominant, yet we're willing to go and dress up and wear all this stupid shit in order to get attention you know i mean it's like oh yeah but that's but, one of the things that even even the most basic of pickup methodologies is still at its very core based around how a woman will respond so i believe that seduction is an essentially generous action and i've said this a lot because at its core it is thinking about what the other person wants so, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, 
<laughs> I wish more people would do for me what I do for them. Like, I wish someone would come along and try and read my mind and figure me out and, you know, discover through my little, you know, sideways glances or, or throwaway anecdotes or the things that I don't say during conversation, you know, or, or all those tiny little clues that they would figure out what my hopes and dreams and deepest fantasies are and they come along and provide them for me. Are you fucking kidding me? I fucking love that. <laughs> you know? Um, but as it is, you can't really expect other other people to be able to do that. And I say in one of my blog entries, you know, once you start studying seduction, dating becomes like being a championship ballroom dancer and then trying to go out and dance with someone in a club. And it's not their fault that they didn't study championship ballroom dancing because not everybody does. And the dating world is the same way. You know, your expectations really get raised. So I'll go out on dates with guys. And honestly, I'm kind of in one of those phases right now where I'm like, really? Like, I do so much for other people, and I'm starting to think, like, is this really worth it? Am I getting am I getting back like what I'm putting in to some of my, you know, friendships or relationships? And in some of them I definitely am getting a lot back. And in others I'm like, Man, I spent so much time in investing into, you know, um figuring out the things that I need to do in order this person to accept me into their life and find me important, you know? And then you get to this that where you're like, great, in, but okay, what are you doing for me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. yeah totally. Dude, but I, I will say, it, you know, we always try and put this like equation onto how our situations like love life should work. But really when it comes down to it, man, humanity or like these weird forces of nature like we can only predict so much you know it's like you can predict traffic on a freeway and all that stuff but you can't predict the individual in that car and it's so tough man when you look at your your friendships or your love life in that sort of way it's like man is this person giving back to me it's just it, it, it's like you're never going to get it right on the button because you got to experience you know that's that's always my thing from it but dude we are all i, I will say men in many ways are are slaves to a woman's perspective and it's that need for this exchange and there shouldn't really be any shame in, in that. Maybe yeah, I Yeah, but we're slaves to your perspective too, you know, if you think about it. Yeah, you are in order to get into a woman's pants or in order to, you know, whatever, it, it, yes, you are slaves to a woman's perspective. To that, a woman becomes a slave to your perspective when she tries to nail you down into a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know? Dude, that's when the car flips. That's when the, that's when, you know, the, the, the tables are turned. So yeah. it's, it's even. It's really even. And trust me, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy at all. And, and we can go on and on about which side has it worse. And, you know, I won't, I won't choose to do that necessarily. But, oh, man, have I done some bending over backwards in the past to make things work. <laughs> you know? Shit. Man, have I really... Have I really uh, uh, conformed and adapted to um, uh, uh, to other to other people just because I knew that um, I knew that if I tried to do things my way, like the, the way that I would ideally want as a woman, and just be like, well, be my boyfriend, duh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it's not going to work that way because especially with high-valued men, they have access. What well, you have here's here's what I basically say it's about. 
uh, getting into a relationship is that what you have to do, what a woman has to do in order to get a guy to commit to her is she basically has to prove that him having her in his life is a better deal than having access to all his other options. And that's tough because there's very little out there that trumps novelty. Novelty is extremely alluring, which is one of the reasons that I'm kind of a proponent of non-monogamy, although I feel like I'm fat when it comes to that. You know, I want to be, when I'm in, I want to be out, when I'm out, I want to be in. So <laughs> there's that too. But, but yeah, it is, it is very... It is very difficult at that point for a woman to convince a guy, okay, give up all the other girls who are throwing themselves at you and be in a relationship with me. And the guy's going to be like, why should I? And the woman has to have a really good answer for that, you know? Well, I'm supportive of you. I do things for you. I always good when I'm out with you. You know, the talks we have together really uh, add value to both of our lives. And, you know, yeah, you can go out and, and bang a bunch of girls several nights in a row, but are you really going to have some who's there to support your dreams and your endeavors and, and really be your, you know, your, your cheerleading squad and be someone who understands you, who you can actually communicate with and, you know, and all these other things as well. So, yeah, you you got to make a case for yourself the same way that you as a man have to make a case for yourself before a woman will choose to sleep with you. And then here, here's, like, another thing, man, is that my friend Nina, she would always say that, like, you know, a man will approach, a man is going to chase and play that game, but she would always say as soon as the bedroom door closes, like, she's like, that's my fucking domain. And she was also this other girl that would say, like, how do I get men to stop falling in love with me? And I'd say, like, well, what, what's happening? She's like, well, as soon as I sleep with them, or this is what it came down to, she'd say, as soon as I sleep with them, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like, it was cool. You know, see you later. And and she was like, and then all these guys would then chase me and not leave me alone. It's like fucking crazy. And I think that's one of the things of where like, you know, women like during sex, after sex or whatever. But if a guy is in some way, not necessarily rejected, but pushed away right after sex, it like trips yep. something. Oh, yeah, hugely powerful. Yeah, yeah. Usually, usually powerful. This is the Have shit. you read the by Robert Greene? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole part about the masculine dandy, you know, uh, and uh, Lou Andreas Salome, for example, who he uses as people of that archetype, you know, um, no one really knows for sure what, what went on between her and Nietzsche, but she basically, uh, he tried to propose to her twice and said, hey, let's get married, and she said, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're supposed to be this great philosopher who is above everyone else. And now you're just being so conventional. Like, she scolded him for his marriage proposal. Like, oh, man, ouch, you know? And the thing about it is that guys have gotten so used to women wanting to be in a relationship right away, uh, especially right after sex, because, as you know, we have all that awesomeness going on that makes us feel like we want to be with this man for the rest of our lives, and he's totally not a good match for us. Guys have gotten so used to that behavior that if a woman does kind of say, like, Okay, see ya. Then we have some cognitive dissonance that's happening, and the guy is like, "Well, wait, what, what happened? You were supposed to get all baby clingy. Am I? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe she doesn't think I'm good enough yet. Well, fuck that. I mean, I'm premature, <laughs> you know. And you get guys who basically talk themselves into being in a relationship with you without you having to do any of the work, and that is definitely a huge trap that I've used in the past. Yeah, man, and and then if it's like the opposite, like if 
if she cuddles with you, you're like, get the fuck away from me, man. I just came. Like, you know, like, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but at that moment, man, at that moment, it's so, like, I think it's so easy for a woman to hook a guy, especially if she has sex with him, if she can get that, like, simple dynamic down. And not that, like, sex should be a manipulation. Like, for instance, I think pickup can be ridiculous at times, even though th- this is, like, you know, this is my industry that I work in, because all it's doing is it's giving you, like you said, tools to kind of, like, approach somebody or interact with somebody, but ultimately, you know, I, I, I think the, the number one flaw with pickup is that it says that it works for every woman. So here's, like, this map that works for every woman. Well, shit, man. It works for the women that are going to connect with you. Like, there's two reasons right. why you, you fail. It's because you didn't know how to properly assert yourself or, like, you know, the right technique, whatever the fuck it is. And then the second reason would be that uh, you guys weren't, you weren't a match. You weren't qualified to talk to each other. And, uh, oh, yeah, or that you weren't paying attention to that specific woman and what she actually needs from you. You know, someone going in and trying to seduce me, for example, <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't look like Edward Scissorhands, I'm probably not going to be into you. You know, <laughs> but for someone else. But, but there are things, you know, like, one of my brains is that everyone has a set of buttons and a correct sequence. But everyone's sequence is different. And for, I think, when where pickup gets a lot of flack is that, you know, it certainly evolved, it's come a long way, and, and yeah, there are branches of it that I definitely believe in, but where it got a lot of flack is that it's this sort of cookie-cutter approach, and I hate this all the time where, you know, I've done some media appearances and stuff like that, and people always ask for, you know, even on, even on interviews like this, they'll be like, well, can you give us some tips? And I'm like, dude, no, it's not about, this, this is about a lifestyle that you create that compels the kind of people that you want to be attracted to you. This is like, you know, can I give you some tips for, you know, all of a sudden eating healthy and running every day? Uh, yeah, I guess I could, you know, eat broccoli and skip dessert, but that's like, <laughs> it's about a, a commitment to a lifestyle, you know? It's not about, like, it's for bullet that you're just going to wake up tomorrow and walk into a bar and have every guy at your feet. No, this is about, you know, you need to take your time and create your persona and really have a strong brand that helps you stand out and then, you know, develop your social circle, which social circle game which I still kind of believe that I totally came up with first but <laughs> well, I don't know man I don't know AFC Adam would be pretty upset with you <laughs> Social. Uh, he's this guy. Yeah, he's a guy. He he's probably one of the more famous pickup guys right now. He's from England, but he actually lives in Austin, where I live. He's in Australia right now doing some shit. But uh, he's married, and he him and this guy Jeremy. It's fucking retarded. Pickup people are fucking yeah. retarded. I'm not even gonna get into. Maybe it. not. So I'm, stupid. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I actually invented it. I just know that after I started talking about it, I noticed a very popular pickup company starting to put out all these materials about it and I was like I mean maybe they arrived at it independently of me although I know the CEO knows me and follows my work but I was like whatever I'm not going to make a big deal about it but but there's part of me in the back of my head that was like kind of like yeah, this is, <laughs> dude, you know, that, you guys figured out the cold approach didn't always, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. the best idea. Well, I mean, and, look, dude. And that's what I've been working on for the whole time is, is and what, what my book, I think, is, as you keep reading it, what you'll see is that, 
it really is about building a life and, and building your social circles and having people, you know, like at, at that point, you know, some of them just fall into your lap. You know, all you have to do is go and say hello and they're like, oh, you're, you're Arden Lee, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, I forget what we were talking about before this, but. Oh, whatever, man. Oh, about tips and tricks. Yeah, that people ask for these like tips and tricks and it's like, no, it's, you gotta, you gotta really commit to this. There's no one silver bullet to just go ahead and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and get every girl that you see, you know, or every guy that you see or whatever. Oh, and this is the other important thing I was saying about paying attention to who that person is and what their goals are and what their dreams are and what their unfulfilled fantasies are and, and what they're really longing for in their life. What is their gap? So, yeah, every person is going to be different. And part of learning seduction is learning to just pick up on those things and to adapt to them. I had a guy ask me a question once. He was like, you know, I I take all of my first dates to this nice restaurant, um, but I'm starting to think maybe it's a little too swanky. And, and let's face it, like, pickup artists say you're not supposed to look like you care or you're trying too hard. But I try to believe they're not right, but they are right, aren't they? And I wrote back and I was like, wait, 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 wait let's back it up here. You take all your first dates to the same restaurant? Are all your first dates with the same woman? This is your problem, is that you're not looking at the woman in front of you. You're thinking, I'm going to impress her with this swanky restaurant, which is all about you and your ego. And what you need to do is look at the woman in front of you and think, what is going to really press her buttons? Where are the pleasure centers in her brain? And what's really going to, you know, because I know women who, like, they don't want to leave the Lower East Side and they want to have a glass of whiskey in their hands all the time. And I know women who, uh, uh, you know, don't don't want to go, uh, uh, you know, say, you know, anywhere anywhere less than, uh, you know, Cirque or, or whatever it is. Or, you know, so it's like and there's every woman in between, too. So it's like, look at the clues she gives you. How does she dress? How does she present herself? Where are the places she goes? You know, can you take her somewhere that is, the place that she really wishes she could be that maybe hasn't heard about. You know, what can you develop for someone? What experience can you create for them that is their ideal experience? And everyone like that is going to be different. And you really just have to read people. Like, that's what it really comes down to. And the ability to read people, like, that's hard. That takes a lot of practice. I've spent years at it, and I'm still, like, you know, not as good as I would like to be. I'm pretty damn good, but I have to sit down and kind of, like, I, I can't do it as well in the moment. I have to sit down and sort of, like, you know, uh, put all my, my clues together and then come up with a, a sort of profile for them. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Everyone's different, you know? I think also probably just in, in your old dominatrix days, you went through, like, visual, like, you've seen men, you know, go to a sexual state, get out of it, you know, you probably dealt with, like, all sorts of, you know, secrecy or stuff that they were afraid of or maybe ashamed of, and so, like, you'll get good from reading people, you know, it's just like a, it's like a big door being opened into somebody's, like, human psyche or perspective or something, like, just being involved. Oh, yeah. And that stuff. But, dude, here's what I want to know, because you talked about this on your blog. Like, you're a nightlife person. Uh By default, I'm a nightlife person. But for me, I actually, uh, like, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I used to do, like, a lot. And that's part of the reason why I don't anymore. But, you know, it's it's weird that that lifestyle can kind of define you. And you seem like 
I mean, I don't know. You're you're well-rounded, or you kind of know what you want, and you don't just want your typical party animal type person. Like, how does your lifestyle of being that type of person, like, you know, how can that be like frustrating or a struggle or whatever, you know, uh, for yourself and in, in meeting the right people? Oh, definitely. It's it's very hard. Uh, you know, I mean, you have moments where you're like, Jesus, are all of my friends on heroin? <laughs> you know, and obviously not all of my friends are, but you certainly have some moments where, where it starts to feel like that. Um, and yeah, it's hard. I think it's hard to find people in that scene who are mentally and emotionally stable, but they do exist, you know, and a lot of them, what you have to look for, what I look for, are people who aren't just there for the party, people for whom that is work, you know, um, I date date musicians, you know, and like, there are guys who are like, they're like, hey, I play rock and roll for a living, this is my job, you know, I have to take this seriously, I can't be fucked up when I'm on stage, you know, or also guys who, uh, you know, are not just going to the parties, but who run the parties, you know, and they have to be on top of their game, and that's what, that's what they do, so, and, and at the same time, there's a sort of added bonus of someone who works in that scene rather than is just there to be a party kid is automatically going to have, um, you know, more social value, more uh, more S&R value, you know, because yeah. they're the sort of leader of the pack. So it's a weird, it's it a, does kind of work out. It's a weird that. niche of people, man, because I, I relate with you totally on that because I'll be hanging out with folks and, and you know, man, so it just gets too much. Like, I'm in a club twice a week, you know, just for whatever reasons. And it's, oh, man, it, like, I just meet, like, I, you just get sick of certain stuff. So I meet a lot of people that are a part of the staff or that work in those ways. And it's so funny because people have all this social circle fucking pickup bullshit theory. And, right. it, it, dude, it's so dumb. Like, my thing is, like, meet somebody that works there. And ma- that place, like, in order to serve you a drink, they put all these TVs up. They, you know, hired all these people. Like, this is all for you. Like, realize that you're a customer. I mean, geez, man. Like, yeah. Like, it's there to serve you. Like, make friends with them. And if you make friends with them, then you immediately have, I guess, what you might want to call a social circle. But, dude, these guys, I don't know if it's the same company that that you're talking about, but, like, if it is, then the CEO who you talked to sued me. And if we mention his name, he'll sue you, too. But then if you hire my lawyers, you'll <laughs> kick his fucking ass, because that's what they did last time. It's awesome, man. He, oh, he, I, I already have some dirt on him. I think he probably wouldn't dude, want people to know. So. I, I have some massive dirt on that motherfucker but um we never we never <laughs> retaliated but he ended up suing a bunch of other people and they knew that he sued me and they hit me up and they got my attorneys and they took him all the way to like federal court and got it thrown out and he wasted a bunch of money anyway didn't necessarily work out all that great for me but woohoo that's my championship but they uh well, the other thing is i'm not i'm not trying to take over uh the men's pickup industry fuck you know? yeah, so yeah the only yeah, the only problem i had is when a guy in a pickup industry all of a sudden thinks that he can coach women, especially when, you know, so many, uh, uh, so many stars out there are like, don't go to women for, and be stop picking up women. It's like, okay, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't do that either because, yeah, most women are like, oh, I want a nice guy with a sense of humor and just be himself. And obviously we know that that, like, doesn't actually work unless they're already attracted to you. So the thing that I hear with guys in the pickup industry who try to coach women is very, you know, like I said, I think that's a little hypocritical. 
<laughs> what I hear from them often is like this thing where they're like, well, if you're, you know, go to the gym and wear makeup. You know, I, I wrote that, that entry on my blog. I'm not sure if you got back that far where it's like, hey, go to the gym and wear makeup and you're good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't, uh, you, you know, they, they have trouble divorcing their views of these women as potential targets from their views of them as potential clients, you know, and and it's really the thing that women don't necessarily know what their own buttons are that guys need to push. Guys don't know what their own buttons are either, and I certainly know that from experience, you know, like guys would love it if women just wore makeup and went to the gym and were hot and threw themselves at them because that's obviously in their best interest, you know, hey, great, I've got all these women to choose with from to sleep with you know but then where do you get to the point where it's like then you know that same girl is gonna get her heart broken and go home crying because the guy ditched her or or whatever you know it, it's hard it's hard to coach the opposite gender in a way that isn't just telling them everything that you wish someone would do even if those things add up to something where you would kind of get rid of them later be like okay you did everything that you that i you know i wanted you to do and now i'm fulfilled and i'm done <laughs> so it's hard it's hard to be objective yeah man i you know i'll tell you this even with a skill set i find it harder to meet good women and that's why i hope your your mission on educating you know or like helping women you know like you know get what they want more or establish themselves more will will ultimately help more men out there but i don't know if the pickup industry is always doing that but um you know on the opposite end but i i really think that uh you know, even with you, it's like you have whatever value that you've established or whatever sex appeal that you've established. I think it still can be hard to meet, like, the best type of man, you know, that you can meet. Because I, I think it's hard for myself. Is that true or no? It's hard to meet. Uh, and it's hard for you to meet the best kind of girl because your expectations are raised. So no, well, I guess, yeah, my, my expectations and, like, what I know that I want it can be harder to find at times, you know. So it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, to find like a you know a woman that's that just knows how to be a woman. Though, you know? Because then when we do meet that person or a person who seems to qualify at first glance, then we want to have the best strategy possible to really give it a one hundred percent shot and say, you know, hey, the people who come along who I'm attracted to are very rare. So let's go for it. You know, let's, yeah. let's give it our best shot and and know that we're not gonna gonna fuck it up by uh you know letting letting our emotions get the better of us or you know failing to uh remain strategic and and really operate in our own best interests rather than uh than getting carried away and making mistakes dude uh you know also it's kind of like man with when i was reading some of your stuff i was like you know a girl in you know, from a different culture doesn't necessarily need to read, like, a manual on how to be a woman. But here's one of the fucked up things. Like, let's say, like, women from, uh, you know, South America or whatever. Or There's just women from different countries that might just have a better, like, 
I guess, template or more confidence in going into being a woman. However, here's one of the consistencies about all those cultures. And I just wonder what you think about this. So let's take Eastern uh-huh. Europe. Like, you take, like, whatever, Hungary, Poland, like, Latvia, Lithuania, Ukraine. You take Brazil or whatever. All those women, I feel, like, up the ante on being a woman in a lot of ways. And it's really kind of impressive. But also what's predominant in those cultures is all their men treat them like shit. So it's kind of like, did it come from that or what? Or I don't know. I don't know if you've ever thought about that or what. But it's like... One article that I read about that was about women in Russia. Because... For whatever reason, there's, I don't know if it's a population thing or an economic thing, but high-valued men are apparently very rare in Russia. So women actually go to all of these sort of production classes, you know, and it's um, uh, about conversational skills and how to dress or, or down to, like, sexual techniques and, you know, fellatio and kegels and all that other stuff. You know, I can't believe I just said fellatio instead of blowjob, but I, I don't know. I think that's how they hey, dude, you don't swear. Because don't, it was like an AOL article or something like that. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you cuss, man? You never swear. Like, in your articles and in your interviews, I never hear you say fuck or shit or asshole. Or, really? Yeah. No, well, I, I swear on... Yeah, good, good. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Are you, are you, are, wait, are you saying are you saying that I do swear or I don't swear? You don't. I didn't. I but uh, maybe I'm wrong, man. Fellatio just yeah, seems like. No, I, I tend to, uh, well, on, on the radio, I'm a little more careful in my interviews because I don't know what I'm allowed to say and not to say, and also who my audience is, but for my blog, since that's my own territory, I talk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this is fucking stupid, but we have to deal with this shit, or whatever it is I say. But luckily, I guess I can swear on your podcast. Probably, uh, well, probably I'm going to have to edit that out, uh, but it's cool. Just a weird oh, really? motherfucker and, you know, <laughs> weird pedophile jokes. But, but yeah, go on. Sorry. Say what? Weird pedophile jokes. <laughs> but go, go on about Russian women and all that stuff. Oh, but, yeah. So I read this article about that. And uh, and I thought it was fascinating. There was something that was sort of slightly off-putting about it, too, because it seemed so, I don't know, uh, inauthentic, you know? And, and these women, you know, apparently Russia is really cold, obviously, and silly, but they walk around in these big stiletto boots all the time anyway because there's such a value place. On totally true. Because... Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It's totally true. They, they in cobblestone, they will walk in heels and do it well. And every Russian yeah. woman will pride herself on that, the Soviet charm. Yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like the spirit of it is wrong. The, they're all kind of looking for, you know, oh, I need to do this to land a good man. And that, I mean, I understand that my material could be construed that way, but... It's really not the purpose. You know, the purpose for for me anyway is building the lifestyle that will attract the kind of people that you want into it, regardless of what your goals are. Maybe you are someone who wants to get married and, you know, settle down or whatever. Maybe you just you want a boyfriend, you want somebody to be there for you. Maybe you just want to be the girl who can walk into any room and command, you know, the whole room and have heads turned and blah blah. Like whatever your goals are you know, I can work with that, but I don't know. When I read that article about the Russian women, there seemed to be this desperation behind it. And the thing that I think makes my work work is that I work on myself for, uh, uh, you know, for me and also so that when I do choose 
to give myself to someone so that he has the best art in me possible because I think I think ultimately seduction and love is, is is a gift of the self. You know, you're giving yourself to someone and the better self that I can be, you know, the the more high value a gift I'm going to give them and that's that's pretty cool. You know, if you had a choice between giving someone, you know, something from Kmart or something from Hermes, you know, like <laughs> obviously there's, you know, uh, obviously there's no question. But at the same time, I'm not doing it with that sort of desperate sense that says, oh, I better do this so that I can land a man. You know, it's just about, it's more about uh, when I do meet someone that I want, and I, am I going to have a strategy that I know is effective so that I give myself 100% chance of going into it and really giving it my best? And then, therefore, sort of being able to divorce the outcome in general, like if it ends or if I don't succeed or whatever, and then you're being like, well, I did everything that I could do, and I showed him everything that I am, and if that, you know, wasn't his cup of tea or for whatever reason, maybe he has issues and that's why it didn't work, you know, that can be the frustrating thing. We can talk about that if you want. The frustrating thing about seduction is that, you know, you also have to deal with other people's issues that they, you know, like. Yeah, that, uh, totally. It's you, can, you can be yeah. great at being in a relationship and you can make them want you but then they'll do all this crazy shit that, that you know that ultimately sort of should filter them out you know where it's like oh man I'm great at being in a relationship and I totally make you want me oh man you suck at this yeah. <laughs> you know and that, that can be frustrating too yeah, totally. I think that goes back too to where we're talking about you have a hard time finding a good woman to date because you know, my theory is that once we start to study this stuff, our expectations get raised, you know? And yeah. especially with me, like, especially right after my book came out, I had this sort of revelation of, like, oh, holy shit, I'm, I'm kind of legitimate now, you know? Right. And how, how difficult is it going to be for me to find a partner who also has achieved some degree of legitimacy while still remaining in the sort of alternative lifestyle that I fit into. And that's, and I don't say that because I'm like, oh, I deserve some guy with, you know, money and success or whatever. I say that more because I've dated people who were less successful and I found things about them that I loved that they made me feel better the moment that they walked into a room, that the sex was amazing and they are, you know, the, the, the sensuality and the back rubs and all that other crap was just awesome, you know, that I was totally into it. But you get this bullshit backlash where they're, they start to be like insecure and thinking that they don't deserve you because all of a sudden you have a book coming out and they get weird about that and, and, and their, their shit just fucks them up and they self-sabotage. So I'm really tired of dealing with that. And so, yeah, I, I am looking in the, in the future as I start to look for other people to date or to be involved with on any level, I'm looking for people who have achieved more of a degree of success, not because I'm superficial like that, but because I'm, I'm really tired of the bullshit backlash that happens with people's insecurities and thinking that they're not good enough for me or whatever, which ultimately is just self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? It's like, well, if you think you're really not good enough for me, then I have no problem proving you're right. <laughs> I, think, I think that's part of the problem, oh, man, my. is that people 
people people don't realize that socializing can have this value base, but sex almost can't. Like once you start having sex with somebody, you come to like an equal ground where if you're if there's too much like of an imbalance, it won't sustain or it won't grow into how awesome it can be. So I kind of think like you, you have to be on equal levels, and if you're not, and those insecurities do come out, it like you have to come back to ground zero, you know, or else it'll just be it'll be toxic, man. I mean, it'll it'll suck. Like a girl could be giving you the best sex that you've ever had, but if you know that there's some sort of like weird imbalance, like it's it's just like get the fuck away, man. I don't, you know, it feels it feels wrong, you know, and not not an exchange, not a human fucking awesome thing, dude. You're, yeah. You're saying I, mean, I didn't experience that directly. I, I actually, I was quite happy with the relationship and, and what he brought to the table because mm. um, because there is so much other stuff that I can do for myself where I'm like, right. I don't need you to pay for dinner. You know, I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. It's like, you want to make me happy? Fuck me. Fuck me well. Fuck me often. And fuck me very intensely. And, and I, we'll be great, you know? It's like the fucking, it's kind of the curse. You know, they'll say like, well, that's a quality problem, Steve. That's a quality problem, Arden. But no, man, it's a fucking problem. And it's just as big as your problem of not being able to approach a guy or a girl or whatever the fuck it is. Because it sucks when it's happening. And it's even hitting a deeper part of you. Because it's sexual, man. It's intimate. It's like the exchange of your deep part shit, you know? I mean, it's, and so... I don't know, man. I think and, and on some level, too, it's like, it's almost like saying, I do not accept you because of your success. I, I judge you and I do not accept you because of that, which would be a horrible thing to say in reverse. Like, you know, like, <laughs> think, of, right. think of a guy who gets jumped because, you know, he doesn't have enough money. And some girl's like, sorry, you're just not rich enough for me. You know, like, it's <laughs> obviously that would be, that would be. Just bitchy as the other way around. Oh, sorry, you're too successful for me. So yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, serious shit. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of crazy double standards in the uh, in the dating world. I've been I've been having those sort of on my mind too, and it, it's not just not just on the side of the fault of guys. There are a lot of double standards that that girls hold that they hold guys to that are also uh, not really fair. It's you know. All, um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's I mean, all it was, we, could, we could go down that rabbit hole if you want, or we can we can move on to. Another I think topic maybe I think maybe another call because like you are. I, I listen to some of your interviews, man. This interview is badass. I'm just gonna say I really like a lot of the, a lot of the shit you're saying. The thing I love about women in general, not just women. I mean, actually, I don't like women who teach in your like. I don't know any women who teach in your industry. Just you, but I, what I like about women is your just ability to communicate the stuff that I like. You know, so for, you you know, I'm a fan to be a fan of seduction. I'm a fan of women, you know, and so I like hearing it. It's really cool. So you're saying a lot of cool concepts and I could talk to you forever about it and hog the motherfucking line. But, um, no, man, it's, it's cool shit. How, how old are you, by the way? (laughs) Oh, you're going to ask me that question. Well, just cause like you've done like so much cool shit. Probably older than I look. But, um, oh, okay. but probably right. younger than I seem. So you're going to give me, you're gonna give me that answer, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, well, ideas. I, like, I'll, I'll say this much. I started seeing a, a 26-year-old uh, a couple months ago, and he told me when he first met me that he thought I was, like, 21 or 22, and I was like, yes. <laughs> hey, that's good. Hearing that from an older guy, he just figured that they, they all younger women look the same. But hearing that from somebody who is, slightly younger than me that he thought I looked younger than he did. I thought, okay, that's pretty awesome. Thank God I'm goth and I stay out of the sun all the time. <laughs> see, see, women have this whole separate thing too because like, I think women's window, this may sound like really chauvinistic, but tell me what you think of it. Women's window is like 18 to like 30 something, you know, of where they're, they're like, gonna attra- they're going to be at the apex of their attraction. And I think men, if they get creative, and women can get creative too, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, but men in our culture, however they view it, for whatever reason, I think that they have like a larger window is that when they get older, they can actually like, you know, still stay attractive and all yeah, that stuff. I mean, in, in general, men do age than women, but there are... There are things that women can do that are not only just physical, you know, there, and, and the other thing, too, is that it's really, uh, obviously, you want to take good care of yourself, but there are other things that you can do, too, and I think the reason that a lot of women over 35 come off as unattractive is they're so bitter, and like, why aren't I married yet, man, 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 you know, and if they were really someone who had a lot of joie de vivre and really loved their life and had good things going on and were, and were passionate about it, um, you know, then, then I think a lot of guys wouldn't make any differentiation between them and some 22-year-old. And, and by the way, like, most 22-year-olds, like, I know when I was 22, I was dumb as shit, you know? Like, I don't think I would have been able to bring much to a relationship at all, um, except a lot of drama, <laughs> you know, which I did at the time, apparently. So I know that now in my late 20s, I am much, much more apprised than I was then, you know? Right. So I don't really, I don't really know what the obsession is with, with, with especially with the pickup community, and then being like, "Oh, I don't date any girls over 28," you know, and I'm like, "Oh man, really?" Fuck that. You're, you don't you're like this. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Like women, but I know plenty of women who are who are older who are doing great for themselves. Do women and, that are uh, women that are older are like just get it more? That's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, they they just and also I think it's it's really reductive and and quite frankly uh, insulting to a lot of men to assume that guys who are say like. 40, 
45, whatever, are all going to be into 22-year-olds or not, you know? So for the 35-year-old, you know, maybe she dates someone who's 40 or 45, and to him, he's still dating a young woman. Dude, pickup guys are not into sex. They're into attention and into, uh, I don't, it's it's a sad, th- I mean, that's a culture that I would like to change, but whatever, man. Um, yeah. In, in any case, like, I wasn't asking you that shit to put you on the spot. I was just like, no, man, it, it, you, you've done a lot of cool shit. It's cool stuff. And plus, women, like, you, you also have an urge, like, you know, more to, like, have a baby and stuff like that and have kids, whereas I think guys don't feel that until they're in their 40s or something like that, where they're they're really yeah, like, oh, you know, but whatever, you know, but also women, I think are sexual before men. That's something that guys don't get either. It's like, you're like 12 or 13 and you're starting to have hormones kick in and guys are just like looking at comic books or some shit, you know? <laughs> so it's like women have, know. you know, I, well, I personally, personally, I was a late bloomer, but I know that, um, the sex that I have keeps just getting better and better every time. And it's nowhere near the sex that I had when I was, you know, 22, 23, when I, so, you know, and it is, it is sort of said that women hit their sexual peak in their early thirties or whatever. So maybe that's true, but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree too. You know, it's like when I had my advantages, like my youth on my side, more energy, you know, more ability to attract people. And I wasn't good at it when I was like, you know, 25 or whatever. But when I had that on my side, I was actually having way worse sex than I have now. And now I I really value my sexual experiences. It's like less about who I have sex with and more about how I'm exchanging and how I'm having that experience. So I really, I, I agree. I'm grateful for the industry. The, the pickup industry didn't teach me that. You know what's crazy is I got that more from, like, my friends in the porn industry. Like, that, because they went through I so much that. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was just, I was just saying I, I believe that about uh, the porn industry. I, I have some friends in the porn industry, too. And, yeah, their views on sexuality are also pretty interesting. Yeah, if they get over that hump, because, like, the porn industry can kind of fuck you up, but if they get past that, they were like, they were like, Steve, what the fuck are you talking about? This is, my, like, my guy friends. They were like, dude, like, it's not about hating women or controlling them. It's about loving women. The reason why I got all involved in all this shit was because I loved women, and it took me a while to see that. And it really changed the dynamic, and then just how to have sex, because those guys are, like, sexual athletes, and, you know, it, they'll go, like, well, look, you know, I learned to just liking sex in really normal ways and all that sort of stuff and taking the novelty out of it, you know. Right. But novelty's always yeah. attractive. I like that that line of yours. It's badass. But dude, I gotta open up the line because but this is so cool yeah, to talk to you. I gotta I gotta have you back on. Like you're I'm really I'm digging it, man. I, I love it. But um Cool, but, yeah, I'd be happy to make another appearance. Yeah, dude, you're the shit, and I, I hope a lot of people learn from your stuff. Um, oh, thank you. Totally, totally mean it. And um, let me uh, let me ask. First off, there's some guys in Australia. I know Maddie. He's on the line and was really. He actually instructs with a pickup company out there. And um, anybody else who's like, oh, which one? I don't know, Maddie. Which which company? If you're able to talk, he may not hey. be. Up. Yo, what's up? Yeah, getgoodgame.com.au. Get good okay. game. Oh, okay. Um, I I met someone uh, who apparently coaches with something called the Natural Light. Oh, James James Marshall. Yeah, James Marshall and I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
We went, uh, we, we did actually, a Euro tour. We weren't able to link up because uh, the week that he was in New York, um, I had a lover staying with me who lives in L.A. and obviously like a good seductor, so I needed to, you know, not needed to, just, I mean, needed to, but also wanted to, uh, you know, devote my time to him while he was here, had him come out all the way. So James and I didn't get to link up, but I know um, Jess, uh, Jess Daly was the one who introduced James and myself. James uh, is a good guy, uh, man. And her and I have met in person. Yeah. He, he's an awesome guy. I actually went through Europe with him all last summer teaching, and it was really bad. Like, he actually sells a $10,000 workshop, and it's totally worth it. Like, you you basically travel all around Europe for two weeks, and he, like, it's really luxurious. Like, you stay in these awesome apartments in all these different countries, and you meet women and all this sort of stuff. But he, really good guy. Yeah, cool. I, I, like, don't have a lot of good things to say about a lot of people, but he's an awesome dude. James is a shit. But, Maddie, you read all of Arden's blog in, like, Not a matter really. of a week. Yeah. Most of it, yeah. So what's up, man? You're, Maddie's a pretty experienced guy. He's been in the scene for a long time. I've known him for years, and uh, he's he's had a lot of. What, what's up, dude? What what do you have to ask her? Um, I don't really have any questions, but one of my favorite posts of Arn was the respect the game post that you did a while ago. Oh, thank you. I know when I read that, it just blew my mind, man. So that's it? That's all you have to say? What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, that, that post, I wrote that after, uh, uh, there's this guy who was kind of like a fuck buddy of mine, really cool dude, really stand-up guy, and uh, he was in a band, and he and I were hanging out like toward the end of this party that they were throwing, and, uh, you know, the two of us were kind of sitting off to the side. And his bandmate comes up and says something to the extent of like, like looking, like looking at me, and he's like, "Don't go anywhere." And I'm like, "Why should I listen to you? I'm not fucking you." Uh, you know, like, I didn't say that. And he's like, he's like, "Oh yeah, like what are you guys doing?" Like I was thinking this could be kind of like a communal thing or whatever. I'm like, "Excuse me." Excuse me, do I have any say in this matter? Like, you know, like, and like, just because of that alone, like, I could have seen that maybe happening somewhere down the road in the future because the guy was not unattractive, and you know, like, two point threesome is always, you know, one of my uh, one of my bucket list items. But I was oh, like, oh, dude, you've never had man. Like, yeah. Anyway, I, I actually think every guy in the pickup scene should do a guy, guy, girl, like sex thing because all these man, the pickup scene is so like homophobic and it's like the least gay thing you could fucking do. And it's this totally different dynamic of femininity that comes out when you're having a like two girls is I mean, sexuality is whatever you like, man. You know, I'm right. You know, I, I really can't judge it. You know, please like do whatever you like. I don't. I, I don't care as long as you're expressing yourself, you know, but two girls is cool. You know, it's like an ego boost. You can brag about it to your friends, but like, I don't know, man, <laughs> Like having sex with a girl with another dude is pretty, you know, and when you get in those situations, like stuff like, like you realize how fluid sex is. It's like an open door or when you're having like a huge, like, orgy type thing which I haven't had in a while but you like jealousy goes out the window like all that sort of stuff it's really kind of like an interesting experience yeah you have to be kind of nihilistic about it <laughs> you know, I've, had, I've had two girls recently before and they've been they've been fine I guess but I think like honestly it comes down to physics like if you have one penis 
and like a combined like let's say there's two girls there's you know all right there's six holes that penis could potentially go into whereas if you have a guy guy girl three poo then there's two penises and potentially three holes so it just works better like is that really crass of me like you feel like Whatever is a girl-girl reason, it's all about taking turns, you know? And it's just like, yeah. it requires so much choreography. And <laughs> it's kind of a bitch, and too, because, like, as a woman... It, there's two girls or three or whatever like fighting over this dick or pleasure and it, it it builds an odd dynamic when there's multiple guys fucking a girl it's like a girl gets so much more gratification from pleasing that dude because it's three dudes or two dudes it's fucking crazy man it's good yeah right yeah totally a, and uh, uh it's good man. Um, yeah. i mean honestly if i were to have if i were if i were dating a guy and he offered like he was like oh do you want to have like a, a two girl three or whatever, I think I would find hotter. Well, I'm also into rope bondage, that's one of my kinks. But I would find it hotter for him to like tie me up in the corner and make make me watch him fuck another girl. Dude, you know, and then of course throw her out right after and then like cuddle me and make me feel better dude, about it. Totally. Like, I would rather uh, do that. And, like, have all the choreography and pretend I'm, like, into some girl that maybe I'm into and maybe... I mean, I like girls, no. but I'm, I'm very picky about them, Dude, you know, so... Oh, that that is, like... Man, see, we gotta have you back on. Because this is, like, shit which is <laughs> awesome. Seriously, man. Whenever that gets done to you as a man or if that's done to a girl, it's just an awesome... Like, let's say if... A dude is having sex with a girl that I'm like close to, and yet I'm like I'm not physically involved in it, yet emotionally yeah. involved in it. Dude, awesome dynamic. As well as the opposite, if I'm having sex with another girl, and my girl that I'm more attached to is like watching or observing, and I'm having that connection with her. Dude, it's totally it's weird, man. And again, sexuality doesn't need to be complex and fucked up. You know, like all this sort of stuff, but it just it, it just explores a different side of you. And in fact, that's where I got like ideas, like man, there isn't any jealousy. And believe me, I get jealous. Like I'm a human fucking being, right? You know, yeah. but it, it's well, you like, have to be with someone that is making you feel really secure. You know, yeah. if you're with someone who is exploiting your insecurity at all, and I've been in those relationships too, where even though they were open relationships and no one was, you know, no one was violating any rule that we directly set, where there was still some sort of like. Well, you're being a little shady about this. Okay, yeah, you're texting her when you're next to me in bed and pretending that I don't see, and you're being sketchy. Like, just come on, just tell me, like, just come on and say what's up. You know, like, like don't make, don't make this like weird and sketchy and, and whatever. But if you do have a relationship where someone is like all the time, like you are my number one, my priority, and blah blah, and you can really feel like that, and you really feel that they're with you about you, and they're not going to leave you. Then yeah, that the jealousy can be really fun to play with. Way, I mean that, that's one of the reasons that I love taking guys on dating the strip clubs. Because you buy them a lap dance and you get to see this other woman like all over them, and it's kind of hot, and you're kind of yeah. a little jealous of it. But but you also know it's fake. Like you know the stripper's not going to take them home. You know? right. So <laughs> it's a completely safe way of feeling. And then like you take them home and you have like the best sex ever because you're Dude. like, no, you're mine. Serious you're mine. Get all those nasty strippers away from here. Guys, <laughs> do not realize that if you take a girl to a strip club. It is like one of the best dates because you explore, you you 
blast away that inhibition of sex. You get to see them in a different sexual state. They get to see you in a sexual state. And if they can get past the bullshit, like, you know, not get all fucking temperamental and stuff, which it happens to guys too, man. Guys can be way more jealous than girls. I can be way more oh, jealous than a chick, you know? So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, totally sure as well. but yeah, man. Yeah, I just gave away Nick's favorite, second favorite date. Anyway, um, hey, my buddy Drew, who's in Atlanta, he's traveled all over the place. He was actually just in Austin. He was on this awesome road trip. He has something that he wants to add in as a comment or question or some shit. What's up? Uh, I want to let's go for it. Dan, um, I like that respect the game post as well. And I thought that uh, Arden said something. She crystallized something that we talk about a lot, and that's like sex without emotion. Because you call it jerking off with someone else. And uh, if I can quote it here, I'm seeing it. She said, the bald-faced desire for sex is an ugly thing. That's why seduction is so critical. It allows us to smooth the edges around the baseness of our desires and present them in a way that is tempting and palatable. Without seduction and the patience that necessarily comes with it, we are telling our targets that our desire for intercourse with their physical bodies is more important to us than their feelings about it. And I think we hit it on the head. She's talking about getting tied up while watch your boyfriend fuck somebody else. Without the emotion involved, without the passion for it, I mean, it's all in your mind. It just becomes like a very base thing. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to say that uh, um, I totally agree with what with that. And that's something that we talk about here all the time. You know? Cool. Yeah, I'm really glad that uh, I'm really glad that spoke to you. Yeah, dude. Drew, Drew's a pretty experienced guy, man. You've done like all sorts of crazy well, adventures. Well, I'm on the same level of like you've gotten enough girls that the physical act has lost its allure, and you're having sex with someone that you just it's for whatever reason, man. Girls start talking. She's in a porn flick, and it sounds fake, and you just go stop or whatever it is. And more and more, you realize it's about how you feel about it more than whether or not you're fucking tied up, whether or not she's tied. I don't let them tie them up because I'm too paranoid. But you know, those physical things, right? It's all how you feel about it and how powerful it is to you. And it could be like the upside-down fucking flying gamma hooch, and it, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. And the more you get into it, the more sex seems like, on one hand, it can be this cosmic, mystical thing, and on the other hand, it's just you're rubbing one out. And whether she's doing it or you're doing it, it doesn't matter at all. And it's also funny how sex is the most amazing a fascinating thing and you're all about it and then you come and two minutes later you couldn't give a shit about sex all you want is a sandwich and a nap oh yeah it's just like one of the things I tell women in my book is that you know you have to understand how guys feel physically before and after sex but it's like you know it's the equivalent of sitting down like being like so doing you have know, eaten all day and then you sit down in front of this great big gigantic meal and you stuff yourself and as soon as you're done like you can't even think about food like food is like <laughs> you know so um so yeah so i warn women about like the state that a guy is in before he's getting laid and that hunger and desire for you that you're like wow this guy really wants me and oh he's really into me and it's like well that's that's you know that's that's fuck brain talking basically <laughs> you know <laughs> Exactly. Well, Steve said there's a guy, he said that he has no more impulse to have sex. He mentioned this the other day, it's like taking a shit. And I think you have guys 
They don't. They want to get good with girls. They get with good with girls, and then like any other appetite, once it's satiated, it really drops in importance. You know. Yeah, totally, which is why I tell women that they really have to watch for signs that a guy is invested in them in a non-sexual manner before they have sex with them. You know, if a guy is remembering the little things that you like, you know, your favorite band, your favorite photographer, or whatever it is, or, you know, oh, hey, uh, I remember you said you really like Indian food, so I found this restaurant to go to. You know, you just have to look for signs of investment that don't just have to do with sex, you know? You say, like, oh, hey, you look really hot today. But that's that's about sex, <laughs> you know. So I had a guy once who actually he was a client of mine when I was a pro dom, and and it's weird as, as a pro dom you do have you don't have sex with your clients obviously, but they're there for activities that are sexually charged in nature. And yeah, there is a huge difference. You have some guys who are like, oh yes, mistress, I'll do anything you say, mistress, blah blah. You know, and then like immediately after the session's done, they're like, all right, you know, cool, gotta go, man, bye. You know, and then you had other clients who, you know, uh, I had a guy who had a couple sessions with me, and then he he researched back through like a year's worth of my posts on a, a job message board that we were both on, and found a post that said what my favorite scotch was, and brought a bottle of that to our next session, and I was like, damn, and this is like, oh gosh, like anywhere from five to seven years ago, so... Like, for, for me, you know, like, that was, obviously, you can tell how memorable that was, where it was like, wow, you know I'm going to do the session with you, regardless of whether you bring me a bottle of scotch or not. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're going to get what you, what, like, you're not going to get what you paid, paid, paid for. So, the fact that he did that for me was like, wow, this guy is actually, he actually cares about, you know, what I'm into. And it's those thoughtful little gestures like that where you can really remember what someone is about that will really make your gestures all that more seductive and compelling. Yeah, dude. No, man, it's cool. I'm going to actually ask you a question for my buddy Ben who actually had to go. But uh, he yeah, said, cool. Go ahead. hey, ask Arden if she has insights about how women see introverted men and how someone like me can get the best response for him. So Ben's like, you know, Ben's a more introverted guy. But what... What are your What are your oh, tips man. and tricks for that? <laughs> I should I should hook him up. I know a guy who is and being an introvert is is such a huge part of his identity, um, and, uh, and and he does very very well for himself. And I should I should link up. I'll tell you what when we're when we're done with this, I'll I'll send you the guy's Twitter so that maybe he can link up with him and, and hear firsthand what this guy does in order to uh, in order to attract women. But from from my knowledge of him and from my knowledge of guys in general, there's something very powerful about doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And there's some, like, crazy LARPing term out there that, that, you know, all these nerdy PUAs came up with for it called, like, when every guy is, like, trying to approach a girl and, like, throwing them, like, five different openers. There's all these guys around. And they call it shadow lording, apparently. What a bunch of <laughs> like, fucking dipshits, man. But go ahead, yeah. But, but I like the concept is that, the, the guy who's the shadow lord or whatever will stand apart, like kind of across from the room, and wait for this girl to get tired of so many guys talking to her, and will just give her 
this look, you know, the, the Byronic underlook, if you will, you know, that just says, like, I'm serious and I would cut through all the bullshit, basically. The girls could just walk over to him, like, hypnotized, almost. And, uh, yeah, here's what I would do. I would go and I would study Lord Byron. Um, you know, especially, you know, my favorite book here is The Art of Seduction because it has so many different things to do. But there are a bunch of chapters on Lord Byron, and they really sort of break down the kinds of things that he did. And he was someone who was very mysterious and politely introverted the way that they talk about him. He was not a gregarious guy going around and opening all these women. He had a way of, um, you know, there would be all these people trying to get his attention. It was funny. I was telling a guy this just the other day. I was like, do you want to, like, completely slay a woman in the app? And he's someone who runs a party. and He's very, very popular as it is. But um, I told him, I was like, if you want to, like, get laid without saying a word, um, you know, wait until you're, it's hard for me to do this without a visual, but I'll have, to, I'll have to try and describe it if I can. You know, let's say there's some guy who's coming up and talking to you, um, and, uh, you know, just about once, once his band to get booked or once, you know, something, because if you're, you know, if you're running a party, everyone wants something from you. And, you know, you kind of listen to him, you know, you lean your ear in close, but you're kind of looking at the floor, you know, concentrating on what he's saying. Look down at your cuff, kind of fix your cuff a little bit, and then directly from looking at the cuff of your sleeve, look up across the room at a girl that you want. Then maintain eye contact with her for 30 seconds, and then go back to fiddling with your cuff again. Look back down at the cuff of your sleeve, and then when you're done looking at your cuff, then go back and turn to that guy who's been talking to you the whole time. And that girl, I guarantee you, be going home with her that night. From that look, it just moves along. But I, I think also when it comes to like some guys in this situation with shyness is that their their insecurities take over in that other side of them, and, and that's the tough thing, man. I think the best thing anybody can do to get to know sex better is not necessarily to focus on approaches and all this like pickup stuff, but it's to have sex, like to sure. to in some way, shape, or form be sexual. And I I don't give a shit in whatever way, like. Dude, if people have to go out and go to a strip club or if they do some, like, dominatrix shit or some prostitution shit, you know, within the laws, within the laws. But, uh, they, you know, if they are... Unfortunately, prostitution is not within the law. Go to another country. Go to another country. But, um... Here you go. Go to Amsterdam. But I think, like, in order to have an experience where they can open that door, I think that's huge. Whereas, is a lot of the times, like, people that I see in pickup, like a common habit from guys, is they're so insecure about sex and their sexuality, and they think that it, ha- like, there'll be virgins who will hire me, and they'll be like, well, I, no, Steve, I already know about sex. I've read all the books on it and stuff, and, you know, watched like, all these uh-huh, videos. Yeah. But, dude, they, these like guys... It's like reading a book about, like, running without ever running a race. Yeah, totally, man. These guys need to be getting laid and to be being sexual. Know what it's like to have a girl like your dick and a girl to, you know, bond with you in those yeah, ways. Yeah, so you feel more confident in bed when you know that you get there, it's like you're off your training wheels, yeah. you know? And I lost my virginity at a fairly late age. I was 22, and I remember like I remember feeling and, and it was and, and here's here's where you know like <laughs> probably a big reason that I now study seduction is I don't ever want this to happen again is that you know um, I lost my virginity to this guy we both worked at the same restaurant at the time and after the first time I had sex with him we got on like maybe three or four dates so this was not like this out of the blue random like random hookup and I should have just expected you know like 
like to, to not see him again. I did not, after the first night we had sex, I did not see him again outside the restaurant for two months. And I was like, this is not okay, dude. Like, you need to get me off my training wheels. Like, you need to get me to the, the point where I'm confident enough to have sex with another person. And we did eventually end up having sex twice more, but... But yeah, no, you, you, yeah, there's a huge importance on, uh, on being sexually confident and on knowing that when you do get into that bedroom, that that, that should feel like it's your arena. You know, you should be totally comfortable with that. And that will infiltrate all of your actions. You can walk up to a girl and approach her knowing full well, knowing and not just assuming, but knowing like, Yes, I am capable of giving you a very good experience, and that's going to infiltrate everything you do. Um, also, I wanted to go back to the whole introvert thing uh, for a moment, if I may. Sure. Um, I think um, one of the important things to learn uh, about anything and anyone is that there's a strength in every weakness and a weakness in every strength. So this also goes back to what I say in my book about personal branding. You know, be who you are times 10. So if you're going to be an introvert, like, I would say work on your body language and your eye contact. Like, work on, um, work on being someone who, even if you are standing alone in the corner of the room, your posture and your body language still makes it seem like you're really interesting. Like you're not standing there with your hands in your pockets, kind of like looking around for what's happening and who, you, who you're possibly going to go approach. That you're standing there, you know, completely confident in who you are, maybe like leaning against the wall, James Dean style or whatever, and that when you see a girl who passes by that you're interested in, that you can stop her with just a glance, you know, or she'll be like, oh my God, the way that guy looked at me, wow, you know, like, like undress her with your eyes kind of thing, you know? You know? so, yeah. And that, I, in a weird way, can be more powerful than coming up to a girl and being like, hey, you see the fight outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, man. I think, like, look, in, in Ben's case, like, that could totally work. Like, there's a certain sex appeal or allure that he could get from that. But I also think once you start exchanging oh, yeah. with the somebody. strong silent type, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I always tell him, I'm like, I took a picture of him the other night. I'm like, look, man, you could be this guy that's like this philosopher dude that is hanging out, like, chilling. But you don't think you're that person. Like, you got you to gotta start, you know. All right. Yeah, yeah. Are but, you? seen that post it's it's i forget the original blog that it's on but you can google it it's called uh it, it's gotten reblogged and and viewed like probably like a million times it's by you it's called uh no no no, no. It's, it's a post that someone wrote I, I don't remember the original blogger but it's called um the james dean guy being a body language badass oh really yeah no i haven't seen yeah just Google that because it'll it'll come up. James Dean guide to being a body language badass. And it's something that I think every guy who's interested in seduction should read. Yeah. It's I, just I like it when think people... about James Dean and, and how he acted. Like he didn't have to walk up to a girl and say anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey dude, it's let me all just about say communicating with your body and your eyes. If you actually met James Marshall, the Australian guy, Natural Lifestyles, he is he totally does that. I'm like a guy who talks. <laughs> he dude, yeah. he is he is Mr. Like stare at you. He's really tall and like he's just he has got it down. It's good. It's good shit. But um Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like whatever your natural talent is is what you should be working, you know? Yeah, like, totally. Is what you, is what you're good at. So, so who else on the line 
has anything to say. Is there anybody on the public line? Like I know Kim, you're on the public line. Um, if you want to yeah. chime in, I know you've been on. I know you guys have been on for a long time. I appreciate it. But dude, it's been. It's my podcast, so I just love hogging. All, it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but d- does anybody uh, have any questions? Yeah, actually, I do, Arden, please. Um, I really liked, what was his name, Drew? Was that your buddy, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Was, um, Dude, Drew's been to Brazil, just like Scotty. You know, it's so funny, Arden, because that that quote that he from, that he quoted from um, um, from your from your blog entry, I swear, uh-huh. oh my goodness, I wrote it down and I hung it up in my workspace because that spoke so much to me because I feel like as a woman, um, you know, and I'm comfortable with my sexuality and I feel like a lot of the times, like, I'll rush in too quick to the sex part. And then it's like if there was ever be any chance for, like, something, and then it's like, I feel like it's almost just, I want to say, like, it ruins it. And so I guess maybe yeah. one of my um, so, for example, like um, something like personal like that just kind of you know just happened to me, and I guess maybe what my question is: Do so you think if you rush into something, is the chances like forever ruined? Does that make sense? I mean, there's certainly, there's certainly, I wouldn't say your odds are ruined, but they're definitely decreased. Um, it's interesting. I, I, um, my, actually it was my mom who told me about this. My mom was like, oh, I was listening to this radio show about this guy who is, you know, giving advice to women or something like that. And he said, you should never sleep with a guy on the first date. And the, the woman who was running the radio show said, well, um, and, he, and this guy is engaged, and he, she, he, she said to him, well, would you, did you feel that if your fiancé, when you met her, if she had slept with you on the first date, would you still be marrying her now? And the guy said, absolutely not. Isn't that weird? You were like, well, she's the same person, you know? But, um, yeah, it, it does, like I said, it, it does decrease your odds. You really do have to wait for signs of sexual solicitude. Um And here's another thing I wanted to talk about about double standards, too, is that, you know, I know a lot of guys in the music industry who are very popular, who basically, um, they also kind of have no game, which is funny, because the minute you pick up a, a guitar and put some eyeliner on, you just have women throwing themselves at you, and you basically just get to pick which one you want, which is you great. You have Arden Lee like throwing having, herself at you. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's almost like having the best game ever. It's all inner game or, or whatever. But, but you know, if you if you set these guys out just in jeans and a T-shirt, pick up a woman at a bar, who knows how they would do. Um, but I heard a story from a, a guy friend of mine who's a musician, and there was this girl who uh, was clearly really into him, and she showed up at one of his DJ gigs. They were friends. They'd maybe been out once before, you know, so it wasn't, like, totally out of the blue. Um, sorry about that. But basically, um, basically what happened was she showed up to one of his DJ gigs later on, and... She, and, and keep in mind, like, he's working, you know, like, so this is not a place where he was, like, hanging out to, like, flirt with girls. I'm like, whatever, you know, she showed up and she was like, oh, we're all going to such and such afterwards, do you want to come? He was like, honestly, I've been working all night, I'm not sure if I'm going to go. And she was like, oh, okay, well, then in that case, we're all just going to go next door. And he was like, all right, I'll be there in a little while. And so he walks out after his gig is done, and she's literally there waiting for him at the door to the place where he was working. And she was like, I just wanted to make sure you were going to come. And he was like, "Uh, okay. So he goes over, and they, you know, they have a drink or whatever. And she ends up straddling him and taking her dress down and shoving her boobs in his face. And basically, he, he ended up being like, he's like, you know, I'm a guy. On one hand, I was like, 
That's cool. But he's like, but on the other hand, I don't know. I felt a little weird about it because if I ever shoved my dick in a girl's face, especially at a bar, not only would I thrown out of there and arrested, but like, that's sexual assault, you know? So there's, there's this horrible double standard about women who just expect men to want to have sex with them because they're men. And especially when they're, you know, somebody who are like musicians, rock stars, who, who put themselves in that situation. I saw a girl also, like, um, you know, I, I was backstage with a, a guy who's uh, really a, a very successful, commercially successful music artist. And there was a girl, and I guess maybe they had hooked up before or something. They clearly knew each other. But she basically tried to force herself onto the tour bus. And she was like, she was like, oh, well, I guess I'm coming with you or whatever. And he was like, he was kind of sick that night. He wasn't feeling well. And he ended up, you know, I asked him later. I was like, yeah, how'd you handle that or whatever? Because, you know, he actually stayed in touch with me because I was not as, as pushing as this other girl was. And he was like, oh, man. And I ended up just throwing her in a cap that night. He was like, you know what? I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't even in the you know, let alone have sex with someone. And the assumption that all of these guys, just because they choose this lifestyle, automatically want to have sex with any woman who throws themselves at, at them. It's like, it, it is a real, real double standard. And we as women, we would hate that. I mean, sometimes we do face that all the time. These guys who just throw themselves at us willing to have sex. But we laugh at it. We're like, no, dude. You know, there's, there's no actual real expectation that that's going to happen. It's almost comical. But women, I think, really think that these guys are like, just going to drop their pants and do them just because, you know, they're there and that's their lifestyle. And that's not really fair. Like, guys deserve to be seduced as well. You know, and even the guys who are, I, I also know another guy who's a total man whore who will have sex with anything that moves. But because... Because when I approached him, I took my time and I really paid attention to him. I became, you were, you know, involved just sort of in fuck buddies or whatever. Um, you know, yeah, he would fuck anything that moved. I was the only girl he would go to dinner in a movie with beforehand. <laughs> you know, so you really like, like guys, they, they don't get seduced very often. And they deserve it, you know, they deserve it like we do. So it's a pleasurable experience and we should allow them to have it. And that's ultimately what's going to make us stand out to them as well. Dude, I, I think that's a good way to put it. Like, And actually, I have something to say about this, too, because you talk about musicians and working guys. Like, I will talk about strippers, because I have a lot of girls, a lot of friends who dance. And they, yeah, like, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure hate. it's very similar. Yes, yeah, they hate it when guys, like, see them as a sexual object, but they love it when a guy will see them as a sexual being. And that road to that takes, like, emotion or, like, just human respect, you know? I mean, it's like, it's, right. and Kim, like, you know, a lot of guys who fight like UFC style and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's the same thing. It's like, there's a lot of girls throwing their pussies at them and all that sort of stuff. But you, you know, when, when you that's actually, a lot of work. like that's a lot of performing you have to do. Yeah. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You still there? Okay, cool, cool. No, man, but it's like fucking, I don't know, man. It's it's really cool because your parallels of musicians, like even when you were talking about like, I'm friends with a lot of people in the club that work, <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. there to work. And I'm like, oh, man, that's that's exactly like girls who dance or girls who are promo girls or something like else, some, something like that. Like girls who are models, like don't want to be seen as a sex object, but they want to be sexy. They want to be beautiful. And it's a very 
easy kind of like concept to get once you start interacting with them in a fucking human way. Like make some friends first and you'll see. Yeah, that exactly. Anyway, but yeah, girls want to be seen as more than just, you know, and this is actually, basically, this, this but, you know, they, they will be seen as, as a being who is desirable on, on many levels, Yeah, you know, and not just like, Oh, you'd be fun tonight. Well, yeah, duh, I'd be fun tonight. What the fuck are you bringing to the table? Tonight, because right now you're being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that you bring up like men should be seduced because they deserve it. Because it's, I mean, we want. Believe me, believe me, man. Like uh, we, I just did a video with Janelle. We're gonna put it up, and it's like on foreplay. And like men don't want to do foreplay. You're like, no, man, I wanna fuck. I wanna, I wanna stick my dick in something. This is all we can think about. This is like it. This is like the the, the fucking mode, right? But when we actually get involved in the foreplay we realize that sex is this different dynamic right and so well i think the problem with foreplay is that it's so it's it's really skewed the way that our society thinks about it when you think of foreplay it's just like a guy doing what he needs to do to a woman to turn her on enough for him for her to have sex with him and and so you, what you think of when you think of foreplay is the guy kind of doing all the work. Like, all right, I got to give her a back rub. I got to go down on her or whatever. But I think women also need to be just as proactive during foreplay. And I've been with yeah. guys where it's been, yeah. what's been so fun has been like, all right, lie back. I got this, but I'm going to tease the shit out of you before I actually let you come, you know? And, yeah. and oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You oh. know? And that can be considered foreplay, too, but it's not putting the entire burden on the guy of, like, okay, warm me up so I let you stick it in. You know, like, that's that's not really, that's not that fun. Well, I mean, hopefully it's a little bit fun for them because, you know, being with a beautiful woman that you want, even, like, giving her a background should be somewhat pleasurable. But, but yeah, no, foreplay... Foreplay gets a bad rap because there are a lot of pillow princesses out there, and really, my favorite kind of foreplay is where is where I I get to be, um, you know, uh, where I get to be more proactive about it and say like, all right sit back and watch because I am going to get you so worked that you're not going to be able to not fuck me. <laughs> you yeah. know? And and really where I feel the attention comes to me, ideally, this is the sort of pattern I fall into, it's kind of like after sex. And like after sex is done, yeah, then I want to cuddle and I want a back rub and whatever. And yeah, maybe some guys that's not like their exact favorite thing to do. But, you know, but fuck it. I like I did all the work beforehand. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I want to be held and touched and petted stuff because especially after you come it's like every every touch that someone you know running their their fingers through your hair or or over your torso or whatever you just be like oh like you know because your whole body all your nerve endings are just like on fire so i don't know that's my personal preference no, but man. yeah i see where foreplay gets the bad rap basically. a woman I, I see what you're talking about god a woman that can make a guy like like have the te- have the have the skill the femininity the whatever you want to call it to make a guy be patient about coming because like a guy's urge is to come it's like a kid wanting a toy but in order to like oh, yeah. appreciate that toy you know he's got to go through a process oh man a girl this is what I always say to women I'm like if you can learn how to make a guy come hard or not come or like how he comes if you can like that guy will be whipped like it's a weird sexual trigger I, <laughs> it happens with me man Fuck. Oh. But it's, it's, it's just about taking a proactive part in sex. 
rather than just lying there, like giving someone else an experience. Um, I thought one thing that was really interesting, I, I mentioned this uh, this scenario before where, you know, this girl was trying to force her way onto the tour bus, you know, and she didn't make it and, you know, whatever. Um, that same guy, uh, uh, you know, I ended up hanging out with him a little while later, and he was really, um, and we did not sleep together um, uh, that night, um, but he was really kind of guarded and defensive because he is someone who obviously, like, like you know, he even said flat out to me, like, hey, I hope you don't have any expectations about tonight. I'm not feeling well. And, you know, I really prefer to, like, get to know a person better at this point in my life and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's cool. You're not under any pressure like that. Like, come on, chill. But even so, he was sort of a little, because he didn't really know me well, he was a little bit, um, a little bit defensive and a little bit guarded. And uh, just because, like, when you're in that position, not just women, but everyone wants something from you, you know, whether it's your, your tour manager or, you know, the, the people in your band or you know, whatever it is, you know, everyone is looking to you when you're in that position for, you know, whether it's getting paid or where are we going next or, you know, blah, blah. So basically, uh, toward the end of the night, you know, um, he, he walks in and it's like, you know, most of the other people had left. And he was like, oh, man, I shouldn't have had so much to drink. I kind of had a, have a headache now. So I passed the part of the seat next to me. I'm like, come here, I'll give you a back rub. He was like, really? And I was like, yeah. So, you know, so I started rubbing his back and he was like, oh, man, that feels so awesome. And I'm like, all right, lie down, you know. And I said, I was like, here, take your shirt off. Don't worry, I'm not going to try anything funny, you know. And he's just like, you could tell he was just so, like, not used to it. He's just like, wow, this feels awesome. And, and the state of pleasant disorientation of, like, wow, this is not normally how girls behave when they're in this context with me. And, um, you know, what was funny is I don't think he knew consciously what I was doing, but I made sure, like, I was like, I'm going to be attentive to every single thing that happens here. So, for example, one of his roadies brought over some pedals, but, you know, because I was, like, you know, on top of rubbing his back at that point, I was like, here, stay right there, let me get you a bottle of water. Like, I, like the water was in his hand, like, practically at the same time that the Advil was, you know, and he's like, oh, it's cold, and it's car, let me adjust the thermostat, and he was just like... Whoa, like, like you know, and and we've kept in touch, you know, since then, and, and stuff like that. And it was just something like where I was like, well, I'm 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 pretty proud of my ability to have stayed, to, to have been so different from everyone else who, from every other girl who was in that situation, you know. And that that is what you have to do with guys like that sometimes. Is it throws them off. You're that attentive to them, you know. And when you can really read their needs and make it about them instead of about you, because girls in that situation can get so selfish, you know. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, if you meet a high-value guy, that's a really that's a really fun thing, too. <laughs> Especially just watching how thrown off they get by it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll say this, too. This is what I would want to ask you and Kim is that, like, all right, you know, like, if a girl's like, when whenever you're about to like sleep with a girl, or a girl likes you, or there's potential for that to happen, she's always like, "Well, I can't sleep with you. You barely know me." And I'm like, "Dude, that's bullshit. Just sleep with me. Come on, you know." And I think in a lot of cases, a guy may not care, but I think in certain cases, when the guys have a lot of stimuli, like a musician or some guy that gets a lot of attention, like a, a fighter dude or whatever that has a lot of stimuli, I think yeah, uh-huh. if you spread your legs for him, then you're just a chick that he's gonna fuck you know but i think in general it's not as big of a dynamic as women think but i could be wrong what are your opinions on that i don't know 
it's hard for me to be objective because I do go for a lot of high-value guys and, um, you know, guys who are in that situation. Uh, I do know that, well, let me put it this way. I, my last, like, serious long-term relationship, like, four years long, um, I slept with that guy very soon after he and I started dating. Like, maybe, like, three days, and those three days were, like, kind of in a row. Um, but um, the thing was, I was working for him at the time. Mm. So I kind of already knew that he had to be invested going into it because either he was going to have to deal with the awkwardness of having slept with me, and he seemed mature enough that he didn't right. actually want to do that, yeah. or he was going to have to fire me and train someone else. So it's that sort of like you have to look for those signs of investment. Yeah. And, and it can happen. It can happen quickly. It can happen over a long period of time. But, um, yeah, you have to see that the guy is invested in you as more than just a fun way to pass time. And whatever that means and whatever that is, and honestly, just going and going through and living your life, you just get better at discerning that. You get better at telling, yeah. you know, hey, this guy is just spouting out some bullshit because he's done this a million times before and he knows exactly what to say. Or is he really invested in me as a person? I fall into those other guys who just i knew that it was a bad idea and i like i was like oh this is terrible this is terrible but i really want to sleep with him and he's really being persistent and really turning me on and you know doing all the right things that are making me feel good even though i know that they're bullshit i'm like oh fuck it um, yeah i deserve to I, I deserve to have some pleasure the problem was and i knew that this guy was kind of a cad like i knew he had a lot of women and whatever the problem was he also had a girl who actually was either thought she was or actually was his girlfriend who was someone that I knew and I was like oh man I knew you were a dick but I didn't know you would step to that level and then like <laughs> she got mad at me and I was like dude it wasn't my fault he lied he said he was single like I'm sorry like control your dick you know like not my fault dude but of course like then they both wouldn't talk to me and I was like you know this is not cool and especially for me being a seduction coach I was like how dare you how dare you put me in a position where I risk damaging my reputation and my integrity and being pulled outside of my integrity because you know what I do and nobody's gonna believe that I was innocent in that situation even though you were the guy who was the asshole so dude man so I would still not recommend doing it even if it's just like oh it's just sex it's gonna be fun you may not know the particulars of the situation by that point like you should know a guy pretty well and make sure that he doesn't have some other girl who's you know waiting at home for him or whatever that's my recommendation anyway just Dude, because i'll, I'll tell you what from my experience that sort of honesty is fucking crazy like and i'll tell you from my own experience like i man i've dated this one girl for a long she's she's amazing amazing woman and you know I, i've lived my life and had i've been committed to her, I've had open relationships with her, all this sort of stuff, and you know, when I, if I'm sleeping with somebody else it's hard, she wants me to communicate with her and I'm like, fuck that shit but here's what happens, man when I lie about it or keep it like, if I, if I tell her and deal with the consequences, which usually aren't much, or, like, you know, she'll be upset, and, you know, and we, it, it's an understanding, it, it works itself out. But when I lie about it and she finds out about it, fucks everything up. And then here's the oh, other thing. Oh, man, totally. Yeah, it's all about your ethics and your integrity. It's so you tough know? to be able, and all we're dealing with is fear. 
You know, all we're dealing with yeah. is like the fear of rejection. You know, and that's what guys yeah. don't look at when it comes, to, or and women when it comes to sexuality. How can I be myself? And we have to have wisdom of what's appropriate and inappropriate to share with our partners or whatever. But like, to be honest, man, it's best to be able to express, especially if you're sharing so much of yourself with somebody. It's t- once you start having sex, man, it gets, shit gets crazy. And like when she she has sex with people like far less than me but when she does like it'll bring out ridiculous stuff in me like because I don't want to tell her I'm like oh that hurts me if if I don't want to tell her that or if I'm afraid to tell her that or like I wish you wouldn't do that or something like that instead I'll have like all this other dramatic fucking bullshit happen and people are unwilling to look at that and I think that's like the problem with the industry is that sex sex is awesome sex is great and it can go in all these awesome areas of your life but if you aren't willing to confront yourself on that deep level then you're not willing to live life and you, you know it's like fitness it's like better diet it's like focusing on whatever goals you're gonna have to ultimately integrate your entire lifestyle into it and you can have all yeah, that totally. anyway whatever hey let's uh, any more questions what what uh, what other stuff do people got to say they're all scared they're all afraid I, I had another question. what's oh, up kimmy okay so i guess i think a problem for me is like you know like when you have that like initial attraction trying to see the difference uh-huh. between like the chemistry, and but then more, like you talked about in your most recent blog post, the chemistry versus compatibility, but it seemed like the more fundamental, like it's so tough to kind of like try to see through that initial chemistry. Like, so what are your, like, what are your thoughts on that? Right. Well, I mean, I can tell you from experience that I've ignored those signs before, and I've been like, well, fuck it, I'm going to give it my best shot. And if it does, it's what I, why this is sort of what inspired me to write my post. Um, if loving you requires me to be a bitch, then I don't want to be a bitch. Um, well, I sort of jumped into things where I'm like, this is probably not going to work out, but I'm insatiably curious and I have to know. And and also, you know, I'm off, I'm, I'm narcissistic enough to think that like, well, you know, yeah, these guys had this, this you know, string of messy breakups or whatever, but um, but they weren't dating a seduction coach before. And frankly, like, I might be awesomer than your average woman just because it's the stuff that I, I shouldn't say awesomer just in general, but at relationships because this is the stuff that I say. So I jump into these things and I'm like, oh, look, hot stove. Oh, another hot stove. Let's go for it. You're like, this is a great idea. You know, my friends started calling me the honey badger because I just don't give a fuck. Um, after a while, though, you know, and, and, my, and my last relationship was like, well, I, I invested so much into it, and there was so much that I had to um, had to compromise on because of uh, because of the other person's um, uh, I guess issues about relationships in general, you know. So I basically had an entire ten month relationship where I had to pretend that we were not in a relationship. I started introducing him as my unboyfriend, um, which actually it kind of worked, <laughs> you know. Like not gonna lie, um, but. Um, but in terms of that, yeah, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to not do something just because I see some warning signs or some red flags. Like, red flags can mean anything. They can mean Danger Rule Robinson, or they can mean just like, okay, the guy had a bad spell for a while, uh, but he, but really it was a mistake, and he's really a good guy, whatever. Uh, 
So it's not like I'm just going to turn that off entirely, but at the same time I have learned, like, okay, I really do need to start looking out for my own best interests and to be with people who are going to treat me well, not just people that I have to sort of bend over backwards in order to um, uh, to make them comfortable and to keep them, which, and unfortunately a lot of seduction is about um, conforming to someone else's ideals. Uh, that's, that's a lot of what seduction is about, but at some point, if they don't start reciprocating, it's kind of like, what's the point of being there, you know? So, so yeah, so just make sure to lobby for yourself, you know? Believe me, I am hugely swayed by physical attraction. I guess maybe just start to look for warning signs early on. You know, if you start dating, you know, not saying don't date someone, go and start dating them, but start looking for those warning signs early on and make sure that, you know, um, you know, in the other blog entry I wrote a couple of years back called The Utility of Pain, it's like the reason that we have we experience physical pain in our bodies is because it tells us that something is wrong. So if you break your ankle, it fucking hurts because your body is telling you, uh, excuse me, you broke your ankle and you need to go to a doctor and take care of it now. So it's kind of the same with your relationships. If someone is making you feel shitty about yourself and you're feeling pain being in that relationship, it's because something is wrong. Pain is an indicator that something is not going right. Something is broken and needs to be fixed um, or, or left entirely in that case. But um, so just just be careful. You know, be careful and, or, or acknowledge at least, and I, I do this too sometimes, acknowledge at least that if you go into something and you see those morning signs, acknowledge that it's very likely that you might get hurt and be okay with that, you know? I'm kind of at a point, too, where I'm like, I am okay with being hurt. Like, I'm not going to not do something just because I'm scared of being hurt because that's kind of lame, you know? Like, I, I kind of do live like a honey badger. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go into something being scared. But at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe I also want to, like, protect myself a little bit more in a positive way, not in a defensive guarded way. Maybe I do want to start um, looking out for my own best interests before I really invest myself and my time and effort and money into somebody. And let me, let me tell you, speaking of the honey badger, the honey badger is so cool because of that one video. You've seen that YouTube video? Yeah, the, right? <laughs> awesome. The honey badger just doesn't give a shit. He just says, okay, fuck Watch you. Watch bird. <laughs> the honey badger gets bitten by the cobra. Oh, I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that wonderful? The honey badger is totally my seduction hero. That's awesome. Basically. That's your power. My new, my new seduction hero, the, the, new, the new meme that I want to create for honey badger is... Uh, uh, Ayrton Senna, who was uh, an F1 driver from Brazil, every race that he raced, he, he pushed the car so hard that he either won or he crashed. <laughs> I was like, my, my, uh, my business partner was telling me about, oh, yeah, I watched this documentary on this guy, and every race he either won or he crashed, and I said, you know, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you seen that <laughs> documentary? Like, I don't want to just be mediocre the... and go halfway. You know, like, either I'm going to win this thing or I'm going to crash and burn. I'm totally okay with crashing and burning, so. <laughs> yeah, Drew just, Drew just wrote, that's a sad death. He said pure talent. But, yeah, there's that movie on Senna. But, uh, man. No, man, this is crazy. If there are any other questions, speak now, forever hold your peace, man. We're at, we're at like the two-hour mark. And Kim, actually, during that last question, it's kind of a bummer because my recorder went out, and then I restarted it. But uh, uh, So on the recording, it'll be a little bit cut, but I think the answer will come through. But um, 
what am I call it? Does anybody else have any questions, man? This is like a really badass thing, and I think like it's mandatory that we do some shit like this again because it's it, you're you're. Yeah, totally. I awesome. had a great time. I'd be happy to call back in at any time. Yeah, who who else has got something to say, man? This is some genius shit. We got the honey badger on. Now, I want to spot a question in, but I feel like I've already asked mine and should get everyone else a chance. Fuck them, they're silent. Yeah, fuck them. There's a shitload yeah, of people on the line, too. Anyway, sexual side, I tell you what, I always question what I think I know. I was talking to this guy, he does pretty well, and I told him I've been meeting this crazy girls, like this girl in Austin and the girl before that, like, show me with your cock kind of girls. And uh, I said, man, I think I'm attracting fucking crazy chicks. And he was telling me, like, 90%. I said, what? He said, oh, yeah, sure. I said, oh, really, man? How, what percentage of girls did you sleep with are like that? He said, 90%. I think, I was wondering if he was misunderstanding me, like he was saying the typical, like, slap your ass, pull the hair, maybe push your face in the pillows. I'm wondering what you thought about that, A, and B, what you like in um, in bed, I guess you would say, not to be too personal, but as a B, as a dominatrix, do you take more of a charge in charge role, or do you like the guy to take more in charge role, and what do you think about how frequent it is that girls want, I'm talking about like, and this isn't really my thing, and I don't want to be demeaning, but I feel like I'm following their lead, and it's like, choke me with your cock, slap me, all this kind of stuff. And I was wondering what percentage of girls you think really like that kind of thing. Well, I don't know, because I don't have sex with that many girls. Uh, and if I did, I wouldn't even have a talk to choke them with. <laughs> don't you have uh, Yeah, it's hard to tell. I will say that I think a lot of girls um, are... Uh, a lot more uh, sexually liberated and, you know, kind of dirty in bed than we give them credit for. Um, but, but I would say, you know, if it's not your thing, then it's not your thing. And you're just, you know, you're. I've, I've been with guys who were very meat and potatoes uh, who thought that I was a little too freaky for them or whatever. And, uh, you know, and, and it didn't end up working out for other reasons. But, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to... The last thing that I want as a, as a girl when I when I bought them is I don't want to feel like a doomy queen. Like I'm just telling a guy to do something and it's, you know, I want the guy to actually act on his own. Yeah, to want it. Like what to he want actually to do wants to do. Yeah, what he actually wants to do to me. And that, that is what I find hot, you know, when I, um, as far as, um, I was a, a uh, I was a, prof- a former professional dominatrix, uh, for, uh, for many years. Ironically enough, I was never really dominant in my personal life. Well, rarely. I, I met a guy once who kind of like switched, uh, kind of, you know, take my work home for him, uh, a little bit. But even then, I was sort of doing anyway. like, I'd be like, you know, I, I'd top him, and then I'd be like, how'd I do? Do you like that? And, you know, so it, it wasn't as authentic and genuine. Even though it, it was like, in a weird way, it was almost like me being submissive because I was doing what he wanted me to do. Um, that wasn't a bad thing, but it just doesn't feel truly dominant to me. So the irony is I only started becoming sexually dominant, um, like, after long after uh, I left the profession of being a, a pro-dom because I think, yeah, you, you don't want to take your work home with you. It's kind of boring at that point. And, but I'll still say, you know, like, I'm probably more, I'm more 80-20. I'm probably more 80% submissive and, and 20% dominant. So, like, every once in a while, I just have to tie a guy up and get it out of my system. But overall, I'm, I'm probably more submissive. 
Yeah, dude. No, man, it's uh, my buddy Nick, who also owns a seduction company, um, samenightseduction.com, or GS. But um, he, he says dominatrix, dominatrixes and porn stars never really have that that desire in real life and i think i think that's true you know with uh with a lot of i don't know that i say never i had a really interesting relationship when i was a dom which was that i was dating my boss and um there's this weird concentric circle that happened because he was a lifestyle dominant and i was a lifestyle submissive and i was employed to him as a professional dominatrix in the house where he he owns and where i work so it was this weird thing where i would spend all day being this big you know hot shit top dom and then afterwards at night i would be submissive to him but in a weird way it worked because the better and bigger and badder ass i was as a dom the more his company grew so my being a dominatrix the more you know, successful and dominant I got, the more it was a service to him. So, um, yeah, it was interesting and it was weird. I wouldn't say across the board that adult industry people and, and pro-doms don't like to take their work home. It really depends on, it really depends on, um, on the woman. I know a lot of doms who, uh, I know at least one anyway, who definitely, you know, she's pro and she definitely has lifestyle relationships as well. And, and a lot of them do, or at least they claim that they do. Some of them do it just for their marketing, I think, and they don't really, but, but whatever. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that sweeping generalization across the board. I would kind of look at each individual and find out, you know, find out what she's into. And that really is the best way, like assumptions, like, like that's the thing is we look in stereotypes, like look at pickup itself or even like how to be a better woman or better man or any of that. We, we first like mimic other people and we look at the stereotype, but then we got to go into that experience of the, the you know, what it actually is. I, but I, I'll just say from my experience, and I think what Nick, Nick Quick is talking about is like, from, we're on the outside, and a lot of our way, it's kind of like that shy guy. He's different, you know? And so on the outside, I think that's maybe what I've brought out of other people is that it's more of just like a passive, regular guy that they desire. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think you could absolutely be right, but I think that's a good lesson to be learned from it, that it's like, man, we make all these assumptions about people, and, like, you know, guys want to get laid, girls want to get better men, but really when it comes down to it, man, you got to experience, and you got to be open-minded because shit's going to change on you. So Yeah, cool. well, everyone has a set of buttons and a correct sequence. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Everybody can be seduced, but just not by me. <laughs> yeah, or, or everyone can be seduced, but just not in the same way. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's the beauty of it. And you brought up something else where it's like you want a guy to want to do something. Like, and that's the weird thing about sex, like in long-term relationships, that you're so inspired, man, the first three months or whatever. You're just like wanting to do whatever. Maybe it's a week or whatever it is to do all this sort of stuff. But it's just, man, to maintain that sort of inspiration and that sort of drive, like the novelty shit doesn't really, or it goes through a phase where it plateaus, man, you know, and the desire to experience somebody else's sexuality just changes in all these different ways, but man, I think that's something that guys do not get. In order to have good sex with a woman, you have to want to discover her body, and you should be inspired, and that's why I was saying, like, at the beginning, I think like a chick, like, if I meet a girl and I like her, I want to fucking get to know her pussy, I want to eat her pussy, I want to I kiss her in certain ways, I I want, to, 
want to experience, you know, her in as, as many ways as I can, you know. But if I don't want that, then I'm just fucking her, you know. And maybe yeah, I want absolutely. that, maybe I don't, you know, so. And I think in terms of, you know, from a woman's perspective, again, it's like not being a pillow princess. And, and I think something that's really important for women to do is, you know, keep tempting, you know, whether whether it starts in the bedroom or maybe it starts when you get up in the morning or maybe it starts, you know, halfway through dinner. Maybe you wear something new. Maybe, you know, I don't know. It's kind of cliche, but it works, you know. And your, your man, your, your panties under the table at dinner and, you know, and then he's like, oh, man, she's not wearing panties. I need to fuck her right now. You know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's kind of up to us to keep the temptation there, yeah. you know. And there are definitely ways to do that. You just have to not be lazy, frankly, you know. Yeah, and I think you're right, man. I, you have to respect your pussy. And as a guy, you got to respect your dick. Like, it, yeah. if I could tell every woman out there that if she just learned how to, like, when, because when a guy's about to come, he's, like, thinking, like, that's when all that shit is going around in his brain about going, like, I'll do whatever for this girl, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not saying it is a point of manipulation, but it's, like, there's that point where if you can draw that out as a woman, you know, and it's, it's like, cock's starting to get harder, and, like, he's, like, oh, and just let him relax. And, yeah. and get him to work and go through that process. If you can, like, for lack of a better word, hold his hand, hold his other hand, through that process, <laughs> right, like, a little bit longer, man, you will build up an emotional connection that I think, you know, you it's what a lot of women will always want. And that's just, like, a sex technique that, in fact, like, I heard that from prostitutes that I know that are really, like, good ones, you know, that, like, will milk the guys. You know where I heard that from? It was an interview with one of Heidi Fleiss's ex-prostitutes. This was years ago. I was, like, 18 or something. But she was saying, like, if you can make a guy wait for his cum and, like, have, it, it, one, he'll have a bigger orgasm, and two, if you work for that, like, he will will just be more whipped by you. And I've known every girl that, and, and almost no girls, I mean, like, I can count them on probably three fingers, you know, of girls that have made me do that. It's like, shit. That, I mean, that's a fucking amazing thing. That that chick, like, owns, owns my dick, owns my emotions. Like, I can still think about it to this day. I mean, it's like an awesome... Awesome thing. So yeah, and it's and it's hot from a woman's perspective too. Oh, I mean, for me oh. anyway. I mean, I love like I love just watching a guy get more and more and more hot for me to the point where totally. he's like begging. Sometimes, yeah. literally. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. I make them beg for it. I'm like, how badly do you want to come? You want to come, Bill? It, impl- it's such a psychological. Yeah. <laughs> if, if a What's girl that? like, because there's all this shit you can do. This is actually funny, man. And, and I totally think we should, dude. We should. We need to have another call, man. But anyway, this girl, the Heidi Fleiss' ex-prostitute, she said that when a guy was about to come, she would take his dick and, like, put it down in between his legs. And it hurts. Like, it hurt. Like, it, it's painful oh, for a guy. But if he knows it's going to happen and she can talk him through it or she can talk him into it, like, he won't be able to come. And his dick will like, be pulsating. And you wait, like, a minute or something. You hold it there. And then you let it back up and he can go again. And this is what's crazy, because, like, when a woman can make a guy come hard, it's like an awesome thing. She loves it. Dude, if you do that to a guy once, twice, try it. Or I don't know, maybe you already do it. Three times, he will shoot, that like... Sounds- 
That sounds a little sadistic to me. My, no, my normal, my normal mo for that is, and it's you know usually during oral, obviously it's mm-hmm. not during actual sex, but like because I'm into rope bondage, like sometimes I like to tie a guy up. Yeah. So I'll tie him up. I can't move, and then I'll start going down on him, but I'll go down on him like without enough pressure for him to be able to come, and so it'll it'll keep feeling like he's like, oh no, I need more pressure, more pressure, or whatever. I'll be like, Ooh. no, not yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you keep kind of doing that, and you keep kind of teasing and, and playing with it without ever giving enough pressure um, for him to actually, like pressure and speed, you know, yeah. for him to actually be able to have an orgasm. So yeah. you sort of start playing with, with different parts of it, like concentrate just, just on, you know, like one part or the other part where you're not like just going with the whole thing. And then finally, like when you're, you know, when you finally decide to be benevolent and he's in enough, you know, pain, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. you know, you just go full on. But I, I find it so sexy to have a guy tied up in my bed because, you know, I'm not into dominating guys in like a, oh, you stupid pig, lick my boots kind of way. Like I'm not into <laughs> emasculating them. I'm not into beating them at all. But if I have a guy like tied up in my bed who can't move, I just look at him like I'm a, it's a fucking candy store, you know, where I'm like, yeah. I can do whatever I want to you and I can take as long as I want. Yeah. I can sit here and That's light hot. a candle and have a glass of wine and just look at you for 10 minutes and not touch you at all and, and really like have you waiting and, and wanting it. And that like, that always turns me on. I just find that yeah. so ridiculously hot because you just make them want you so bad and <laughs> who doesn't want to feel wanted like that you know well dude that's seduction man like i said it's a woman's game it's like fuck you know like if you can get well, that it was a woman's game now most women's game you know consists of you know that's saying yeah. why is he not that into me and why is he still tagging his ex's photos and all this bullshit so i'm trying to make it have a comeback <laughs> yeah yeah no man it, and it sounds awesome i'm excited and i i hope it hits soon because i might i, I just might be too old by the time women actually get back to their senses in this country <laughs> nah, you won't be too old because awesome. you know we well, don't have you don't have the same biological clock that we do, so I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here and suck this old man's cock. That's that's my dream line when I'm sixty. Um anyway. Oh, look at you Walter. He's in his like eighties now, isn't dude, he? I know. I know. That you'll do fine. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but dude, this was awesome. How do they yeah, yeah. How do they get a hold or like what, you know, follow you on Facebook, Twitter? Um, oh, yeah, Arden yeah. Lee Facebook, I'm just Arden Lee. Uh, Twitter, I'm uh, at Arden, A-R-D-E-N, Sirens, S-I-R-E-N-S, which is Sirens is the name of my coaching company, which you can also look up at www.seductionsirens.com. Uh, my blog is at uh, www. Arden Lee, A-R-D-E-N-L-E-I-G-H dot typepad, T-Y-P-E-P-A-D dot com. And, of course, my book is The New Rules of Attraction, and you can find that at just about any Barnes & Noble, and you can also order it off of Amazon dot com. Yeah. Yeah, I got my copy. It's uh, It was like $9 for the Kindle version, man, in fucking Brad. And that's how I heard about you, man. My buddy Jeff, he read cool. it and was like, this is the shit. Like, and everybody should go to Arden's blog because what is it on the jealousy one? That fucking acid trip guy's reply. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? That's what they should read because that not only is your Wait, blog badass. God, what, what the what, fuck? On the blog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's on the jealousy one. That guy leaves that comment that's just like longer than five of your blog posts combined. That's all about like or whoever it is. 
Nuts. I don't know. It's long. He's just talking about the universe and all this crazy shit. But, dude, it, your blog's the shit. I, like, a lot of guys were on this call. I, I know everybody, like, was just kind of listening to you. But the, really respectable. And for guys that are advanced, like, all these dudes who are on, on this call, like, and who are asking questions, have a lot of experience with women. And, uh, you know, my buddy Jeff, who turned uh, you on to me, that was like, you know, these, these are guys that I really respect and their opinions and, and uh, you know, just in terms of seduction in general. So, man, it's, it's badass. And my experience with this podcast was a shit, and we got to do it again. So, um, oh, fuck yeah. Good to me. I had a great time. It's the shit. I'll send you the audio, and thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Well, have a great night. You too. All right. Bye. <laughs> Man, what an awesome podcast. I totally, really, really proud of it. So, guys, check her out ardently if you haven't already. Google her, get her book. Man, it, it's really, really good stuff. Um, also, go to thesexuallife.com. Check out the different programs out there, Mastermind Program, Total Immersion Program, and uh, check out all the resources and videos. Lots of good stuff on thesexuallife.com. And uh, tell your friends about this, man. This whole thing is word of mouth, and I really appreciate just people passing along the message and not having to go on some mass marketing crazy campaign of bullshit. So spread the word, guys, and keep up living life, being sexual, and loving yourself. All right, take it easy.